This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, everybody? How are you? Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the Bostonian versus the book. He is Dave Sherapan. The book, I am Matt Peralt, the Bostonian Sports Grid TV replay, YouTube live, Twitter live podcast to follow when we are done. Happy Tuesday, Dave. How are you? Hello, sir. Good to see you, Farah, at the controls. And uh, little can say Kendall in the loft asking what's the holdup. I mean, 10.02, <laughs> fire it up. Let's go. Glad to be here, everybody. Ready to go. I mean, uh, do, do you like what I wore for you today? Little, little giant stuff. I figured you're, you're coming with the giants today. No. No? No. Logan so, Webb? No. Talked about just seeing it go through Logan Webb today. Come on. Minus 225. Dallas Keuchel. 225. We'll get to that, though. We'll we'll, okay. we'll get to that game for sure. <laughs> so I still got the pizza sweats from. Oh, good pizza last night. Milgram <laughs> Maldi's action in Vegas last night was nice. <laughs> All right. So here's what I'm doing. It, it, it's, it's hard to be as cold as I am right now. Okay. <laughs> I've gone up. I've gone from up 8.6 units uh-huh. to down 3.1 units in, in six how days. long a time period? Six days. Six days? In six days. Five days took me, took me five days to go up 8.6 on just the picks. And now I am down three 3.1 in six days. We need a live chicken. Just like so here's, here's what I am doing. I am not wearing a hat on this show. Hair looks good too. Tight. Until I get until I have a winning day. Oh, just one winning day, or we got to get out back. Just to even. no, just a, a winning day. Winning Once day. I right. have a winning day. I okay. will then start wearing hats again. But until then, oh, I am boy. not wearing a hat on this show. Okay. Until I get a winning day. It has been a bleed out of epic proportions. And last night was it. <laughs> the Philadelphia Phillies. I told you I was betting on the air and I bet it on the air. 1.3 units on no run in the first inning for the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay. This is a great lesson best for people. line in the world, by the way. Okay. I get the best line in the world, literally the world. world. It closed world. at 160. The Phillies yeah. scored one run the entire game. One run. Solo shot in the first inning. <laughs> That's it. Killed the nerfy. Down 1.3 units on one pitch. Goodbye into the hole that I go. I'm like, all right, I may have a chance to pull myself out of this. Let's see what happens. So we go into it. It's like, hey, all right. It was one nothing into the fifth. <laughs> and they lost six to one. Cardinals rally. I like the Cardinals at home on the money line. Or yeah. there were a dog. I was like, take the Cardinals. Out. I, I choked on that bet. Should have made it. Right. Should have bet the Cardinals money line, not bet the Nerfy, which was my own dumb. But, but I liked it. Spencer had it at his bet of the day. It, it made sense. There were money. I mean, all the numbers were there. 
We got the closing line value from, you know, 30 cents on closing line value. Made perfect sense. Line it all up. It all worked. Loss. No ticket. Down 1.3 units. (laughs) Then Max Scherzer goes out and strikes out nine. And Max Freed is walking batters like he's throwing BP in Little League. (laughs) And I'm going... Dude, like you're pitching against Scherzer. What are you doing? Like you, you can't walk this many batters. Like this is a bad idea. It's two to one solo shot in the top of the eighth. That game's gone. Lost to Atlanta. Start 0 and 2 on the day. Rangers go up 10 to 2. <laughs> Run line Rangers. 10-2. Easy. You're spending that money. They give up a six spot in the eighth <laughs> inning. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit. I got a panic. I'm driving, <laughs> looking at my phone. I'm driving, looking glued at my phone. to that phone. I'm you going glued to that phone. I'm like, come on, man. The Orioles <laughs> can't do it. Like, you did this can't happen to me. The Rangers, you just can't do this to me. Or that, oh, I forget where they are playing. I forget where they're playing. Where they're playing. Rangers, 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 A's. A's, thank Rangers you. So the A's score six runs in the eighth inning. It's t- it's 10-8. We're going to the ninth. They got two on. I can't give up one run. <laughs> I'm sweating this going. You've got to be kidding me. It's plus 110. I get plus money. I make a little money back. It's all good. Yeah. This can basically be okay. I got the Giants game going late. I feel good about that. Go two and two. Get the hell out of this. They hang on by the thinnest of margins to oh. win 10 8. Stranded the two runners. Stranded. Luckily. Well, luckily. Yeah. They had, it was bad. So then I'm one and two on the day. Right. We go into the nightcap. We go into the Giants, I'm seven and a half on the over. This one. Yeah, <laughs> we're going into the Giants. Mm-hmm. It is three to one. And we're with Jeff Dawson. And Jeff's like, hey, you got three runs out of the di- out of the Diamondbacks. That's pretty good. You should be yeah. able to get there. Like, you should, I, I think that hits now. You, you know, three runs out of them. Giants probably come back. Giants have won 12 straight games against the Diamondbacks. They have 12. Okay, one, two, Tom Brady, 12 straight wins. It's four to three after they scored two runs. They go down four, one, it's four, three. Giants are down by one run. Bases flipping loaded. In the eighth. In the eighth. (laughs) One out. You called it, though. We're sitting there at dinner, and I go, the only thing that's going to screw me is a double play. Just don't hit Crawford, Brandon Crawford, Crawford the hitter that you would Crawford, want up at right. the plate. All I need is a sack fly. I don't need a hit. Anything. It's going to be a pop fly. Even a ground ball hit hard somewhere that the that you're not into a double play. I may get the play at the plate. I may get a run. They may concede it. Guy beats out to first base. I might be okay. Six, four, three, double play. <laughs> Inning over. Stood up at the table. You stood up. You go, I don't believe this. <laughs> I just, I walked, I had to, I had to go for a walk. So it's four to three. So we go to the top of the nine, the top of the ninth inning lead off double. <laughs> We're all right. Lead off double. Like I got a four, three opportunity here. I, I, I might get into this. It's all right. But anybody, does anybody go for the extra run anymore? Does anybody, does anybody play fundamental baseball anymore? No, it is absolutely crazy because in the top of the ninth inning, double, Bunt him the third, sack fly, up 5-3. We're good. You got a two-run lead. Do the Dimebacks do that? Of course not. Hell no. Dimebacks aren't going to do that. Who plays fundamental baseball? Bottom of the ninth, no run scored. 4-3, bottom nine. Lead off single. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I might be okay. You going to bunt the guy over? Pinch hit? Nope. nope. No one's butting the guy over. None of that. No one's butting anybody anymore. <laughs> they strand the runner at first base. Game over. Strikeout ends the game. Four three loss. Dave Sheriff Penn called it four three, literally on tape yesterday. Said, "Now I'm booking that game." 
Four three final. Oh. Final four three. Oh. Numerous, I mean, <laughs> numerous opportunities to get one run to go oh. in, to get to eight, to get to the <clears> seven and a half. So instead of a one in three day, it's a two and two day. And I'm pretty much flat because I got the plus one ten. So it's pretty much like a down point one unit day. And we're fine. We move on to today. Instead, it's down two units. <laughs> and a real um kick in the nuts. <clears throat> yes. Put this at uh 10 11 for fair. Okay. A real mind fuck. <laughs> where you're like, I should have done this. Oh, yeah. I did this instead. I should have had this. I should, you know, the Cardinals bet. You said it. You yep. didn't bet it. Mm-hmm. Instead, you bet the nerfy. It's crazy how you can talk yourself into stuff, talk yourself out of stuff, and then you watch it happen live and you're like, man, if I had under, we get a we get a gap shot with the runner on and it goes over. Probably. Right? You start yep. to go, it don't matter what side I'm on, the other <laughs> thing's gonna happen. Gonna happen. Right? Yeah, <laughs> well, it's gonna happen. And somebody DM me this morning and said, Okay, can you explain to me your different philosophy? Because he followed me over from the old podcast to the new podcast. And so I've changed the way that I am betting. And so this is the deal. One, I have a larger bankroll now than I had previously. So I'm able to be a little bit more aggressive. Two, I was getting juiced out consistently betting flat. And so the swings are going to be way more violent. It's going to be a lot more volatile where I go up by eight, six, you know, 8.6 units. Now I'm down 3.1 units. The benefit is I was already into that cushion. So I was losing house money until now I'm into my own pocket. I don't like being in my own pocket, but I'm not to the point where I'm like down 11 units into my own pocket, which would be a whole different story after 11 days of doing the podcast. If I was down 11 units, I would be like, I don't know, sucking my thumb in the fetal (laughs) position somewhere going, God help me. Can I please just win a bet? This is ridiculous. But I knew this going in and I didn't listen to myself because whenever I'm that hot, the cold streak is coming. But it's baseball in July. Like, I was commiserating with a couple other content people on DM last night going like, how are you doing? And like, I'm getting killed. Like, I'm getting killed. It's just right now, up is down, down is up. Nothing really makes sense. Guys who you have looked at in the month of June and May as being consistent for you and you trust them are blowing up. Or guys that have eight, eight or nine ERAs are going seven and giving up one run or two hits. Like, Things are really wonky right now. This is where the word comes from. This is a wonky stretch of baseball. And so I am turtling in a big time way today. I am not going to get killed today. This is what happens though. And like, I think you have to adjust. Um, I know in the book, it's like a welcome time. Like, you know, because now finally you're getting a little bit more uh, dogs winning games outright. Games that look like they're supposed to go under, going over. Games that are supposed to go over, going under. First fives aren't as easy right now. Um, the Guardians juice- scored five runs in the first inning yesterday, right? Yes, they did. Before they were before they had two outs, they scored five runs. Yeah, Lance Lynn um, had a really rough start to the game, and they got two two out base hits, one broken bat bleeder that just was one of those ones. He broke his bat, and it's still you know, dropped right over second base with two runners on. It was a two-run base hit. So um, it happens. I mean, like, you know, that's why I would tell you all the time with this in-game stuff, 
I had under nine and a half in the White Sox and Guardians game. Mm -hmm. Dead in the first inning. Goes up to 13 and a half. I start betting under that. Goes to 14 and a half after, um, I think it was five, three. Mm -hmm. Stays back and forth, back and forth. Ended up losing the original bet, winning all of the in-game bets to actually win money on the game. So there's different ways around it. No, Sometimes I, you can't do right. anything right. No, but but, but in game it has. I I was you told me to do it to bet last night. I bet last night. So like I, I I've, but the problem is I can't bet in game for the podcast no. listeners. No, you can't. So it's like my own personal stuff, and this is what the old podcast. Why used you got to gotta go to the Discord channel? Well, it's not even that because not everyone's on there, and the numbers move, and it's 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 hard. It's it pissed hard. off people at the old podcast because I would tell them what I bet personally. And they'd be like, oh, that's great. You got out of it. I didn't. And it's like, I get that. That's frustrating. They're listening because they want to hear what I'm going to do pre. And then in game, I just have to do it on my own. I just, I stopped telling people. I said, look, I'm not going to tell you guys football is different because football, there's a longer period of time to fire on an in-game bet. Well, we're all watching the games on the same day. That's the beauty of the NFL. We're all watching the games on Sunday at the same time. They're all going on at the same time. You don't have like a day games going on right now, then a midday game, like 3.30 start, then a four o'clock, then a fives, then a sevens. It's a lot harder to do in in baseball than it is in the the NFL. Yeah, and so I don't want to make people upset and frustrated because it was one of the things with, I was like, look, I'm going to change the way I'm betting, but I also want it to be where people get really got really frustrated. So I'm like, look, I'm just not going to tell you anymore when I'm doing this stuff. And I don't always win in game. I lose in game. I lose in in game. But before I'd go to the discord channel and be like, Hey, I'm firing on this right now. And they'd be like, great. Some would trail, some would not. And then some people would come in late and be like, Oh man, what the hell? I didn't see the notification on the discord channel that you posted that or, you know, and they just felt left out and frustrated by it. So I thought like it was doing, it was doing more harm than good than going and saying this in baseball season, because like you're talking about, everyone is doing different things right now. And literally every day I'm getting DMs from people saying like, where did you go? And I'm like, here's the new podcast, just the picks go download and listen to it. And they're like, Oh, thanks. So like we're 12 days into the new pod and the roller coaster has been already like white knuckle, (laughs) hold on to your lunch type of drops in highs and lows i mean i've hit a plus 600 parlay i've i've now gone oh and four twice which is really hard to do by the way yeah oh and going four and oh and going oh and four are both equally difficult to do and i've done it both (laughs) so far here over the first 12 days i've had both a sweep of the board and a reverse sweep of the board which Gives you an idea as to like where we are with betting. And what I love about doing this, even though I'm losing money, I don't like losing money. I love the fact that so many of you watch and learn as you and I talk about this and see how the things are going and why, as the book, you will sit there and go, yeah, all the numbers are pointing to seven and a half going over. Yeah, I get the bet. It makes perfect sense. I'm betting under and I'm booking your bet. (laughs) Just like... Sometimes that's what you got to do. And like, sometimes it's so funny because I think until I really had to do the grind every day in the book, you know, you live those ups and downs, you go crazy. And I think to really get better at this is you have to kind of keep it just like baseball, man. You can go three for four with two bombs and four ribbies and have a great day. And then you can go over four the next day. And you got to kind of act the same. You can live the ups a little bit extra. You can live the downs 
just for a brief amount of time. And then you just roll back into it the next day and you doing it overnights, you make those plays and then sleep on it. And then you wake up and you go, Oh boy, I, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Oh, I should have look at this. I look at this, this line moved against me and all these other things. You can really mess with your head. That's why a lot of times, sometimes the best thing to do is just focus on one or two things and then just, let it drift. Yeah. I mean, I think we're going on vacation the, like we're going to do next yes, week. Yes. Well, the, the JTP doesn't stop on vacation, though. Just the fix keeps going. So this show goes on vacation, but not my other show at 365. But I mean, like the one thing that's different with this podcast than others, because I am betting this same game parlay for a quarter unit. I'm betting the Friday parlay for a quarter unit. I'm actually making these bets official. So I'm, I'm not so concerned about the number of wins I get. I'm more concerned about the dollars yeah. as to like what we're doing and where we are. Mm-hmm. So like I, I SoCal DJ just, just posted the record. It's 1925 and one since we started, but I'm down three units, 3.1 units. Right. So like I'm down six bets, but I'm only down 3.1 because right. I'm throwing these hail Marys. These, you know, that same game parlay we bet was plus nine eighty. Like it was a 10 to one bet. I'm right. not expecting to hit that. That's a donation to the book basically. And and the Friday parlays a lot of times is it? I mean, I want to hit one out of six is what I'm trying to hit essentially coming in. So as long as I'm doing that once every six weeks, hitting one, I'm good. I'm, I'm making money. So right now I'm one for two. I'm, you know, up way up, right. up five or whatever, you know, I'm up a lot from where I was with that. So it was 1.5. So I'm up 1.25 units on those, on the same game parlays. So that's kind of my philosophy going into this. And people are, are kind of asking me, why did you change? Why did you switch? Well, I, I think I grew up a little bit and you can keep betting flat. And I don't blame you at all. If you're new to sports betting, right. I think flat wagering is an awesome way to get involved because you can handle the, you can handle the ups and the downs easier. The highs aren't as high as the lows aren't as low. I still think it's easier to lay the juice, but I mean, that's the way I was trained and broke into it well now um, i'm I, but, I i see your logic to that because i just did it for two years and i got juiced out i mean straight up it's I just, so hard i mean it, like you I aren't winning enough coming time. back right if, if, if you lay minus 130 i mean it's it's just a pain in the ass it's just it's just one of those things where you're like where am i what am i doing how am i doing it and it's like wait i'm winning but i'm not winning enough to overcome the fact that i'm losing Right. When I lose, I'm losing a full unit. When I'm winning, I'm winning 0.65. Right. And so as that arbs goes, you're down it, it, even it, more it, than the juice. You have to you have to win a lot more than you think. You can't just win a little bit more. That juice, I mean, the expression yeah. is you get juiced out and, and it juices yeah. you out. And I've told people this for years at the counter. I'm like, you know, they come up and they want to bet a hundred bucks on a game. And I'm like, bet 110 to win a hundred. And they're like, why? I don't want to. Okay. And they bet a hundred to win ninety dollars and ninety cents, and then they come back and they bet the one ten because they don't want the change or whatever for whatever reason, and then they lose and they never do it again because they lost a little right. bit more. Right, and it's it's worth it's, it. It's a it's it's a good lesson because you'll see how to measure it quicker, and you'll you'll hesitate. Laying like minus 200 on anything. It's a I lot. never did that anyway, but I know what you're saying. Like I, I do 165 is my, is my breaking point where I'm like, eh, right. That's really expensive. You did I that noise again. I like that noise. You did that noise yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, I can't really, 
I can't do that. I just, it's too expensive and I can't recommend to somebody else to bet minus 165. Even if you're laying 1.65 units, it's just, it's, you're winning one unit back. You're putting yourself, you know, you're opening your, 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 your skirt a little too much there. So I'm just not, I'm I'm just not, not a fan of that. So you're asking for trouble is what I'm saying on that. So I, I am wondering as this goes, you know, I have to stomach it more than I have in the past. I have to stomach this and get through this desert to the other side. And however way I get there for me, I just, I limit the number of games I bet. It's, and that's what a lot of people do during baseball season. Baseball season and hockey are tough because they're money line sports. When you get into football season with the point spreads and basketball season with the point spreads, everything's 110. It'll be a lot easier record keeping wise. The swings won't be as high and stuff, but now the difference will be right now. It's all about the juice. Okay. And, and, and stuff in the fall, which is a month and a half away, basically, you know, full on football season, it's the number you got to really focus on the number and then you know, different books in different states are di- doing different things with the juice. Minus 110 is a lot different than minus 114 or minus 118, which if you'll see when you're doing it, that's a big difference. And over time, you don't see yeah. it daily, but over right. a week, over two weeks, over a month, you're like, oh, OK, now I really got to get going because that juice is is making it harder. Well, the one thing that's interesting that I'm learning about baseball betting because because of the volatility of what's happened is that you know baseball gives you this wide variety of games every day yes. and wide variety of betting every day so like an NFL game an NFL Sunday we've got eight games say right so you've got a litany of prop bets you've a litany way of betting it but there's only eight games a week or you know you have Thursday Sunday, Monday, right? So we, yep. we have three days in which baseball, in which football is being played. So we're betting one unit, one unit, one unit. Well, baseball is every day. I'm also betting one unit. So I'm starting to put in my brain that I might need to bet more than one unit for the NFL. And it might be dangerous to do that because you can go cold and get killed by doing that if you have a right. really bad day. But like the games are played so infrequently that that's I'm kind of like, man, I, I, I understand the point of like why you, you mentioned it. Pros love baseball because baseball is every day. It's 10, 12 games every day. They know it's there. It's yep. more of an opportunity and the, the, the market is pretty liquid. So if you're betting big, you, and I'm not betting big, but if you were, you can get down some pretty good amounts, you know, five dimes, six dimes, whatever books yeah. will take it because of what's coming back on the other side from the public. They'll take the bigger wagers it it does make sense. I mean, I, I I understand it a little bit more now doing it the way that I'm doing it now. I, I get that why people like betting baseball. I'm not one of them, but I, I get why people like betting baseball. Oh, for sure. The one, the daily rhythm of it, but two, the daily opportunities. I mean, of the 15 games, there's three, four bad numbers. There's just every day, whether it's side total, whatever. In the NFL, there's 15 games a week. 16 right. games a week, you know, with with Monday. One of them's on Thursday. One of them's on Monday. One of them's Sunday night. So you really only have 12 opportunities, say, to bet. The market is shaken out by Sunday. I mean, it's those, those numbers are tight. 
tight numbers. It's very hard to win. Um, I think it's the most random thing to win. It's the most fun to watch, and everybody's off, or they find ways to watch while they're at work. Every, all the games, it's just, it's perfect. The way yeah, betting sides in totals in the NFL is so hard. I mean, it's just, you can have a good year. Okay. You can have a good run. Everyone yeah. has those ups and downs, but consistently year after year, if you're going to make it your, your profession, you know, you're going to make your money oh, off of this yeah. betting NFL sides and totals is so hard. Oh yeah. And again, you can just, you can have it right. Like you did yesterday with that total. You can have everything right in the NFL. And then there's th- three turnovers by a team and you're like, Shit, I, I have no shot here. I you know, you you had a favorite minus three, they lose by 14, and you were never in it. It can just change so fast. And then you have to lament that for a week. Like the beauty about the baseball and the basketball and the hockey and everyday sports is like you just roll, you know, roll yeah, it up like, and come I'm back lucky, tomorrow. Though. But that's what I do anyway. Like whether I lose a football bet or not, there's no lamenting for me. It's just next day. <laughs> It's just here we go. Well, right, that's what this process has yeah. done. Doing just the picks, <laughs> yep. you know, has it doesn't has, matter. Has made it like that. That's why yeah. when you talk to guys that work in the book for years, it's just another day. It's just another people are like, oh, you get to come and take bets and work, watch sports. Yeah. And then I get to do it again tomorrow. And then I get to do it again the next day. <laughs> and you're like, okay. I'm, lucky. I'm, I, I'm not, I, people who go to, to go to go work behind the window, that's real work. And, and I understand the grind of that, the repetition of that can be very draining. I, I sit here for 15 minutes and talk and edit the video and edit the podcast for two hours afterwards. <laughs> like I'm not going to compare the work that I do to the work that they do. I do like an hour to two hours of prep. I tape for 15 minutes. I do an hour to two hours of editing. And then that's, that's what the juice, that's what the juice was. And now what just the picks is now. Right. And, you know, I, I get that. I mean, getting up in the morning, driving in the book, walking into the book, getting a cup of coffee, seeing the same lunatic at eight o'clock in the morning, walk up and wanted to yell at you for whatever reason. Mad about he had something. over last night in the you know, Giants game. It, it, too. He thinks it's your fault and you're the reason no. and you damn book. You knew this and you did something and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Or the guy that lost the Santa Anita, you know, two pick, whatever the hell he lost. And he's oh, got the racing yeah. form and he's smacking it on the counter and he's pissed off. Or you're walking in and, you know, I, I, I'll never forget walking in. At, at the former book that we used to work at, and there was a homeless guy straight up washing his under regions in the in the sink. In the sink. Yeah. I was just like, I walked in. I was like, what did I just walk in on? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like why? Did I, yeah. How why? Did I just why did I see can't that? Can't unsee that. I can't, can't unsee un- this. Can't unsee look, that. Just looking at me like I'm like, oh, dude. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'll go to the other one. I'll go to the other. I, one. <laughs> I, I walked in. One of the supervisors was like. What just happened? I'm like, I just walked into that bathroom and I'm never walking in that bathroom ever again. He was like, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm like, I don't know, but whatever's going on in that bathroom, please like figure it out because that was really awkward. I did not want to see what I just saw. That was that was not fun. So yes, I, I what I do versus what ticket takers, you guys, ticket writers are doing much different. We appreciate the love and all you guys watching. And I, I love the fact we got a bunch of new people coming in, I think today because I don't know why this week we've been getting mentioned on podcasts like crazy. People have been mentioning what we're doing. People on Twitter have been saying like, what podcast should you guys be watching or listening to? And this show has been mentioned numerous times. So I really do appreciate the new people coming in and seeing kind of what we do every day. I do want to do one soapbox thing before we get into the games coming up here. Did you see Dana White give $250,000 to an influencer yesterday for his birthday? Only because I saw you post it. 
Okay, so th- th- these are the full send guys. Okay, they're all over. Whenever you go to UFC events, you see them everywhere. They wear all they wear all their gear. They have millions of followers, millions of followers. People who pay attention like crazy. People are furious because Dana White gave this dude two hundred fifty thousand dollars in cash for his birthday. Wrapped it up, gave it to him in a bag. It's a, it, it's a bag. Literally gave him a bag. Called him Uncle Dana, gave me $250,000 for my birthday. This guy has got incredible reach, incredible influence on men between the ages of 18 and 30. Guess who buys pay-per-views the most for the UFC? Men between the ages of 18 and 30. The idea that people are angry at Dana White for doing this, you don't understand what value is in business. This is a commission check. This is what these guys are doing for the UFC because this dude is selling way more pay-per-views for the UFC than $250,000. This is just a thank you. This happens in business all the time. It just gets tweeted out for whatever reason. This guy chose to do it. It's a flex. Look at me. I'm making a quarter million dollars from Dana White on my birthday. This is not a lot of money, guys. Everyone's like, How are fighters so poorly compensated? If a fighter who was making 10 to show and 10 to win had the influence that this guy did, Dana White would give that person 250K like he did Connor like crazy. Patty the Batty right now. If you have an audience, you get paid. That's just today's world. I, I, I don't understand. This has been everywhere. Everyone's ripping Dana White off. Oh, I was a fighter. I'd be furious. Oh, how can you do this? It's so disrespectful. You just don't get value, man. You just don't get what life is all about. If you and were a happens. fighter, you'd be pissed. If I was a fighter, I'd go get an audience. I'd do a podcast. I'd go get video. I, I, I'd be known. If I was a fighter, I would use my social media skills to become bigger and better and get people to pay attention to me. It's the fight game. This is about eyes and attention and clicks. Why does why Connor do, make? Why did he do it publicly? Why did he? Oh, I mean, like that was it was obviously staged. He opened a box of cash. Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, like I, I get paying the guy that's helping you out, and I get giving him a quarter million dollars when you're probably making twenty right off him. Yeah, it's a little weird doing it in public. I, it's a little weird giving it, it to him for his birthday. It's a little weird giving it to him in cash. Like it's the, a little the, I love the like, cash. The, the cash <laughs> of course. <movie> great. <laughs> of the, course the, you the, love the cash. But I had a box show up once for somebody with 400,000 in it at the book. They said, yep. I'm sending, I'm sending my money ahead. So I don't oh. have to fly with it. Right. And I was like, okay. And I had to go down to the business center and pick up a FedEx box and I picked it up, wow. and I'm like, I have no idea what's in this. And we went back to the book. What year was that? It. Uh, 2012. Oh, wow, that's recent. Oh, yeah. Because I, I thought at one point in time. Are we frozen? Matt's out. Now, he's going to blame me for this. Can't blame me for this. What are we doing? He's back. Okay. All right. The whole feed froze. Whoo. Okay. 
it was just me. Yeah, it was just me. <laughs> so, so, so we're we're good. No, I mean because because at one point FedEx decided to change their rules that they can if you're sending actual cash they can confiscate it and give it to the government. Hey, I don't know about the rules. I know the guy told me go down and get the box, <laughs> no, open it up in great. the book, and I'll get there in three hours. That's gutsy. I don't think I would do that. That's and scary. I was Just, like, that's okay. And it was four hundred grand. Guy got it in the box, perfect. Like it was all strapped and wrapped. And I was like, wow, this is. So when a that first comes out, so when when you open a box at four hundred k, what's mm-hmm. the protocol? You got to count it right first. How long does that take to count $400,000 in a Oh sheet? man, we had it down between like all the boys that I was working with and even uh, a couple girls, there was uh, Dez and Katie and stuff like you could take that, split it up. Me and you would have that done in four minutes. Wow. Oh, we had two money counters that were, we, I mean, the money counter was the MVP of the book. We had two, we had to get two money counters after we opened at the M I saw what was going on. People were bringing bags of money in and we were taking everything. I said, we need another money counter. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, we need the good one. We need the one that flips the bills. Like as it goes, like it's, there's a money counter that must be 15 or 20,000. Whoa. And we got one of those and that was for the big deposits. And then we had the other one that was regular, but it was fast. I was friends with all the Cummins uh, people that would come and clean it. I'm oh. like, listen, take your time with us here. Because this has to work at all times. The money counter can never go down. So that was one of my things in the book. Every book I worked at, I'm like, check the money counter. So then we stocked two of the Cadillac models at all of our locations here in town. Because it was just, it made the process easier. Guy comes in and wants to bet 200000 on a game. He can be in and out. Says what he wants to bet. Count the money. Print a ticket. Gone in five minutes. And... They appreciated that. So they would come back. Man, a ticket yeah. that's worth $200,000. Yeah. It's incredible that one little piece of paper <laughs> turns into $200,000. All of this turns into this. All, well, I mean, all, that's why, that's all, why all of this like, turns into uh, $200,000. Yeah. Into this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got them all. I, I still got, I got tickets like sitting around now from Stanley Cup and all this other stuff. I just don't crazy. throw them away. I'm bad. But like, that was one of the benefits of going on account. Ah, uh, couldn't lose ticket. I agree, but there's a record of it. Different story. That's why. I mean, there's that's the that's why. <laughs> that's why he sent you four hundred K. People are hiding it from ex-wives and to different Well, places. that guy just put it in his account. He just didn't want to he just didn't want to fly with it. There's, why did he wire it? That are uncomfortable flyer. Uh, why, why he did, he, did that afterward. Okay. <laughs> just wire them. It's twenty twelve. Just wire the money. It's not like it's we asked the same ago. question. Yeah. We said, Why just, don't you just wire it? You know? And then we didn't really get an answer, so we didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> There's Sometimes somebody. you ask the questions, you don't get an answer. You just know. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Sorry, yep. I haven't asked. Good. Sorry, no record. Don't, don't want. He wanted the record of the account, not the record. So somebody knew to look at the at the transactions, the wire transfers, but don't didn't look at the account. Didn't know he had an account at that book. That's mm. what that, that's what that tells me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay to have a record of it with the betting, but nobody knows that the account exists. But they know about the wire transfer account, so you got to be careful about what, what goes in there. Okay. I, I can, I can relate. I understand. All right. Uh, your boy, big Ben quote, the new stadium name doesn't seem right. 
Schmolke. Do you agree with Hinesfield going away for some other strange word? Because it seems like this is a very big story. There's, you know, there's the MILF going on and then there's this story going on. These are the two <laughs> concurrent stories going on right now in sports that are really big. Um, Which, it's wonky. Way, this uh, name is wonky. This what does that is, say? This shirt is in honor of, of our guy, our quarterback. How to pick up <laughs> chicks. Look at you. Do you understand? Uh, do you, yes. Do you know the, the picture? <laughs> I, I can't see it's, it. It's, yes. You can't see it. Yes. Yes. How you pick up chicks. But yes. But so that's my Zach Wilson shirt. <laughs> that's for Zach. That's for Zach. So <laughs> I love that story so much. Oh, God. It's, just, it's, it's so phenomenal. It's the best story going on right now. So inappropriate, I, but so good. I so good. I think it's called Acrosure. Acro what? Ac- right, exactly. There's going to be it's going to be mispronounced with all of the Pittsburghese people and all the Yinzer accent. Aka what? Aka this? Aka sure? I think. Listen, I I know this. I got a text yesterday from my mother in the group thread with my oh, wow. brothers and sisters that said, "Did they really change the name of Heinz Field? That's bullshit." Oh, and she don't really pay attention to nothing. And but. she sent me it, so now I know it's official, it's a story, and people aren't happy about it. But, again, it is what it is. Um, I agree with Big Ben. Something don't feel right, but Acrishore. welcome to Acrishore Stadium for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens coming up. Just doesn't sound right. Maybe it doesn't they sound right. make it sound good. I don't well, know. my only thing is, like, every time they come up with these new corporate names, I'm always wondering what the nickname's going to be. Because everyone gets <laughs> right, yeah. everyone changes it to something. Never, no one actually uses the name, the actual name of the ballpark. They use it for something else. They, they, they correct they, they, the trop or whatever. They, they, they always figure out a new way of describing it. I don't know what to make of that. I've never even heard of the company. That's that's the problem. It's kind of an unknown company. Like if it was State Farm, you'd go, oh, okay, yeah, it's State Farm. Like you'd understand it's State Farm Stadium. Okay, whatever. They're they have a big office in in Pittsburgh. Okay. But this doesn't. This is a Michigan-based company coming into Pittsburgh to buying the iconic, you know, where the Steelers play. Yeah, that's the weirdness about it. There's no real natural connection between the two. Well, the owner, the the one of the owners, the last name Tall, owns okay. the Sacrisure company in Michigan. Okay, that's fine. So he has but, a thing, and he said, you know what, we're going to sponsor. Somebody, somebody should raise their hand and said, like, um, is this a so? What connection to Pittsburgh does this have? None. Zero. Plenty of owners have other businesses all over the place. Yeah. But you got to be real careful. Like if Robert Kraft, who owns Gillette, bought like, I don't know, a beer company or something, and it has no connection to to, to New England, you're calling it, you know, that beer stadium would be like, uh, that's weird. It has to be a tie. All these sponsored stadiums all have some very logical tie. And oh, our owner owns that. Feels very weird. <laughs> doesn't it, it doesn't feel like a natural connection as a fan i'm not like gravitating towards this because the rich guy who owns the team owns another company so he gets to slap his name on the stadium that i go to every sunday or you know eight sundays nine sundays a year right. to go watch to go watch my team like it's just odd so when you talk where are they playing heinz field okay makes sense where are they yeah. playing akashore stadium <laughs> I like the way you said it. Like, what? Akashore. Well, I, I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to say it. 
I know. I'm still trying to find out myself. I'm texting guys at home. Hey, have you heard exactly how to say it right? Because I got to go on all these shows and I don't want to screw it up. I'm going on with Pharrell later today. Uh, Scotty's going to bury me and he's going to bury them. And I can't wait for his take on it. Um, Gorov just said the shore. Do we call it the shore? (laughs) The Jersey shore? Jim Tan and laundry. <laughs> See, now that is going to, they're going to make fun of it. You know, Jordan appreciate it. I don't know. Maybe I should ask my mom. Somebody asked him. Let's go. Chat. I don't think my brother Dan is here today watching the show. He said it perfectly. You don't want mama Sharapan in the chat. None of us do, including me. Little can say Kendall. Nobody wants mama Sharapan in the chat. Cause she'll start coming in, dropping F bombs and all this other stuff. We don't need that. But I mean, I understand the, I, I, as a, as someone who, you know, there are certain things with sports fans in cities, the name of your stadium is one of those things. Like everyone has like a common field. So if you have your most famous now former, do player, people still call the TD garden, Boston garden? Sometimes like that yeah. was iconic, but they call it the garden more than anything. They just leave it alone. They, they don't exactly. call it TV. They just call it the garden. Like I'm going to the garden. So th- that's kind of, but it's not the same though. I mean, the Boston garden, when you reference the garden, you're referencing the old stadium. Like you're referencing there was when, when they tore that thing down, I was in Boston and I watched the Boston garden get torn down. They literally had six inches between buildings and they dropped the garden and it didn't hit the other building. It's that's amazing a, how they that's do that. Good the demo was. They had six inches Man. to not hit the parking garage in the back, and they dropped it straight down, literally down a line, and it did not go either way. It did not fall. How in the hell do they do that? I have no clue, but that was like a marvel. You see this huge dust cloud pop up, and the, the other building is standing there perfectly fine. No damage, nothing done to it. Don't even shake. Mm-mm. They do the same thing here when they take down casinos. I've like, seen it. It's just, amazing. Whoop, right down and... <laughs> All the, the the flash points for all the all the different places, all the you know the ways the building stays up, and they take right. out the way the building stays up, and it just falls, and they know exactly where it's going to fall. And the, so the garden's the garden. TD Garden is not the Boston Garden. You know the water, the hot water works in the TD Garden. <laughs> like there's nice seats in the TD Garden. There's luxury boxes in the TD Garden. All things that didn't happen with the old Boston Garden. But I mean that's why Fenway when they tried to replace Fenway. There was people were furious. They're like, I don't need all the stuff you're talking about. And then the Yankees went and did it. And every Red Sox fan went, see, I told you that's why you leave Fenway Park alone because Yankee Stadium is not Yankee Stadium. It's plastic. Yeah, there's five-star restaurants. You can get fillets and you can get unbelievable drinks and food and whatever. It's not Yankee Stadium. It's not the same thing. I I mean, we've talked to people that or Yankee fans that have gone to both and they don't like the new stadium. And I mean, the new stadium doesn't have that same, whatever it is, and it never will most likely. And even young fans going up, don't get that same feel that they got in these old buildings. I Um, went to the last season of old Yankee stadium. And I went to the second season of new Yankee stadium. And as a visitor, I can tell you the new stadium is far more, you feel more comfortable. How about that? Okay. You don't feel the same level of when you're walking in with Red Sox gear. When I was wearing Red Sox gear, walking around in Monument Did you Park, wear Red Sox gear? Of course I wore Red Sox gear going to Yankee Stadium. Of course I did. And Playoff game? No. Oh, it was oh. a summer vacation trip type of thing. Oh, okay. And I was in Monument Park and like you get the side eye. Like, oh yeah, man. Like 
what, what are you doing here? New Yankee stadium. It was all bright and shiny and every, I mean, I had unbelievable food. How are you? Welcome in. It's all rich people. No, no working class people different crowd, different totally crowd different in crowd. there, completely different crowd. Different crowd. I was with my, yeah. my, my college friend the first time with my uncle the second time. And like, we were sitting in really nice seats and we're plush seats and it was all really nice and comfortable. And like, they bring you food. You walk up the concourse is gorgeous. You get into these little areas when you have the tickets to get into different restaurants, you can get into sit down. Yes, sir. How are you, sir? We're going to get you, sir. It's like, I'm like, all right, where am I? Where am I? But my socks gear feeling real, real comfortable here, which is what they wanted. They wanted people to feel more comfortable, but not the same thing. I, I'm glad that Fenway still sucks in terms of the overall experience for everyone. It's common. <laughs> it's common misery to sit in those tiny seats. Wouldn't be any other way up there. I mean, they have seats pointed in the wrong direction. Like, does anybody understand this? When they built Fenway Park, there are seats that look at they look that way. They look at sent. They look out at center field when the game is this way. They're pointed the wrong damn way. <laughs> it's a hundred years old, right? I mean, it's, it's just, just hysterically you know, funny. And there's seats behind, you know, there's obstructed the views the right pole, behind the pole. That, it's awesome. Talking I love it. about that before we went with the kids, I'm like, you know, there's obstructed view seats. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, there's seats behind poles. You got to go this way. <laughs> you got to go this way to see the game. I'm like, no, there isn't. Yes, there is. And then you take yep. the tour and they, sh- they take you to an obstructed view seat, walk you around and stuff. I love it. I I, I mean, I oh. just think as a sports fan and stuff, it's it's great. It's a little bit probably tougher for yes, opposing fans, and obviously the amenities. Because you're in those uncomfortable. Places are tough. Yeah, the reason why it's tough because people are, it's everything yeah. about Boston. Boston is small, cramped. People are angry. They're uncomfortable. They're driving off all the time. Oh, man, Ooh. driving's horrible. Parking's yes. horrible. The yeah. food's horrible. The vendors suck. Everyone's miserable. Oh, those vendors outside were great. I did. No, they, all, they, they, they all, they sweat and the food is great. I'm not debating the food, but they're oh. as piss people. They suck. They're mean. They're just like, shut up, kid. Get out of the way. They're just, it, no one well, has they time. They expect for, everybody to know what to say. Of course. To say it. I was like, they have man, no, just want no time money. for anyone. Nothing. Any of your, sorry, shit. They Nothing. don't, they don't have time for you. Like they don't just, no. Get out of my way. You're in my way. Like whatever it is, whatever you're doing, you're in my way. Get out of my way. And whenever I go back home, it's it's absolutely jarring for like two or three days. The level of inconsiderate rudeness that comes back out to you at all times. Driving, parking, checking out at the restaurants, on the subway. Like It, it just doesn't matter where you are. There is somebody who's just going to MF you for no reason. And like, just like, you're like, what did I do? Like, I just, in here, it's all like nice and polite and people drive like idiots, but like, it's other than that, they're pretty nice. (laughs) And people come here and people who live here, people grew up here. Like, man, these people in Vegas are so mean. Nobody talks to anybody. I was like, have you been anywhere in the Northeast? Like people here are so nice compared to where I'm from. Like it's an absolute culture shock to live here versus like, okay, the South. Yes. Everyone's much nicer in Alabama to oh. your face, to oh. your face, by the oh. way. Oh, oh, to your face. Wow. Southern charm. The Baptists are the worst. They're the Whoa. meanest. They're the what? meanest. They lie to your face. They what? talk about crap. Oh my gosh. Whoa. Everyone who lived down there, you know what I'm talking about. Whoa. I mean, Whoa. Southern Southern hospitality. Our trip to Alabama. Southern, Southern hospitality is all face value. Oh. There's no depth to it. Oh. None. No depth oh to it. Uh-uh. God. 
It's it's true. If you live down there, you know what I'm talking about because they I will talk unbelievably about you. Really? Oh, anytime you hear "bless her heart" coming out of somebody's mouth, oh, that means I kill you behind you. That just means I'm trashing you. Bless her heart or bless his heart. It it just means like you're a dumb bleep. And I'm being nice to your face at the moment. You got to teach me all this Southern code words, man. Yeah, it's all, it's all in the there. Time. It's all in there. So, you know, so, but, but they're nice. They're, they're definitely happier people in the South and even this part of the country in the Southwest. They're just, the, the, the pace is slower. It's calmer. People aren't as angry all the, the time. The pace is slow here. It's what are you talking about? It feels like back East. Here. Oh, I think the pace here is slower. Yeah. I, I, I definitely think the pace here is other than people driving. I got passed yesterday on the highway. I was going 85. I got passed. <laughs> like I wasn't even moving. Three cars went by me and I'm dead serious. They're going 175 miles per hour. It was absolutely the fastest I've ever under seen cars. 175 under. I'm telling you, I've never seen, I was driving 85 miles per hour and I've never seen cars drive past me faster than they were at least a buck 50. They were going twice as fast as me. They were three souped up sports cars, one Corvette. Oh, and it was just like, racing. I mean, yeah, I, I mean the Corvette, I know for a fact, cause I've, I've actually driven the Corvette. The guy was driving can go two ten. So like <laughs> it can go. Fastest you ever drove a car. Uh, I drove a full, a Ford Mustang, um, a souped up Mustang. When they released the new Mustang, they did a track drive at the track here in Vegas. Um, at the speedway, there's a road course yeah. where you can open it up on the straightaway. Yeah. You can get it about a buck 60 on the straightaway. You drove a car 160 miles an hour. Yeah. And, you and then your pants. No, I mean, just, you got to get on the brake really fast. And like you go up really and then down, and up and down. So it's like you get up, right. You touch on it. You come back down and you take the turn at like 75, 80 miles per hour and then get on it. And then we did a straight line drag race which I don't really know how fast I was going with the drag race. Maybe that was when I was going 160. The drag was 160 and it was 125 going on the, on the road course. Um, but I've got pictures of me doing burnouts and pictures of me driving on the, on the Mustang that in that car can go 200 miles per hour. It's a 700 horsepower car. I mean, it's absolutely stupid. <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah, I got pulled over. Don't ever drive a car that fast <laughs> in your life and don't get ever get in a car with a boy that oh, says he's going to take you that. I got pulled over. We drove the cars after we did the racing. We drove the cars up to Mount Charleston. Of course you did, which is probably a bad idea, but they all, we all drove it. And the cops literally had the, I don't, they must've known we were coming or something because they just stood there with guns and they're like, you over, you over, you over, you over. They pulled over four of us all in a row and we were only going 80, but in Mount Charleston, you could only go 45 miles per hour. So I was doing 80 and a 45. Did you get the ticket? They knocked it down to 60 and a 45, but yeah. Okay. I mean, they didn't, yeah. they didn't hit me with the full, the full breath of it. Like they could have, but you know, they didn't. All right. The uh, open championship starts on Thursday over in, in uh, Scotland today. Tiger Woods had some pretty interesting. Are we going to have Dubsy Wednesday tomorrow? Correct. Tomorrow. Okay. Open Dubsy. Props golf out now for his full array. 30 minute edition of props golf. Longest pod he has done so far. <laughs> Plus Dubsy money peaches on a for Saturday. Yeah. Dubsy went deep under the, into the open championship, the final major of 2022. But Tiger said this morning that the live golfers have taken the easy way out, that they'll never have any real desire to practice. 
And that the amateurs that have gone from the amateur ranks to the professional ranks at the live tour will never experience what it means to grind or really appreciate how hard it is to win on the PGA tour. I thought it was actually like the best comments of anyone. He didn't talk about the, the Saudi backing. He didn't talk about the history or the politics. He just talked about the golf and was like, these guys, like what incentive do you have to practice for a 54 hole tournament that you guarantee, you know, you've already paid, you paid millions before you ever hit a stroke and there's no cut. So you're making, you know, $900,000 to go shoot 80. Why is that good for the game of golf? And I was like, okay, like I can, that's a pretty good statement. I think it's gonna be hard to respond to that. If you're one of these live golfers coming in saying, yeah, I'm my game's at tip top shape trying to win the open championship. It's a different motivation, right? I mean, like you're getting paid, so you're, you're motivated by the money, or you're getting paid to win and get paid because you won. Right. I think it's I think it's two different things. I mean, it made sense when I saw it. It's you know, the first pushback will be, well, Tiger's made a billion dollars. Tiger busted his ass to make a million dollars. Tiger was being trained. At four years old, I remember seeing him on, uh, I think it was Johnny Carson or Mike yep. Douglas. Show Ed or Sullivan something. or Johnny Carson? Maybe Johnny Carson. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. it was it was like, wait a second. This kid's in California. He's four years old and his dad's making him do this stuff. He's hitting chip shots. We're thinking, who is this? And he had all the eyes on him and had to do it and had to grind. So you either like to grind or you don't. If you don't, you can get paid. Okay. I mean, I tell the kids that all the time. Like, you got to love practice. You got to love working out. If you want to play a sport, you got to love all of it. You got to love the bad days as much as the good. You read that book. You told me, uh, embrace the suck. I believe that guy, you know, mm -hmm. you have to do that. I don't, I mean, once you do that, you don't have success and these people are going to pay you all this money to golf. I can see why you would go. I just don't think that's going to make you better. No, I mean, look, you're absolutely right. I mean, David Goggins book is I, I hear whenever I'm hearing Tiger talk about this, it, it's completely true because your brain instinctively tells you to take the easy way out always physically, mentally, doesn't matter what it is. Your brain is your worst enemy. Your brain wants soft. Our human brains are wired to make us be soft and comfortable. That's how we want to be. And if you want to do something that's not like that, if you want to go do something that's hard, walk four rounds in the blistering heat to go out there and hit a little white ball around your brain's like, what the hell are we doing? This is stupid. Like this is not eating, drinking, surviving, getting shelter. Like all the things your brain is hardwired to make sure we do. You're doing the opposite. <laughs> you're outside in this humidity doing something that's not really innate to us. You have to stop that. And so the guys who take the money, what's the point? What Tiger is saying is like, what's the point? What's the motivation to go out there and force yourself to suck and be in the suck links golf is hard like this is a hard golf course this is a st andrews this is the birthplace of golf like guys aren't going to go out there and shoot like 62s each day to go shoot on this golf course so that i think is really interesting about the idea that like if you're a young he was more targeting the younger players not the older guys he was looking at the guys going from college the number one amateur in the world went over there to the live golf tour and being like you're not going to learn the lessons you need to learn to become a major golf champion. You're not going to go through the hell that we all went through. And maybe it's a little bit of like get off my lawn type of old man syndrome, right. but I'm the same age as tiger. So I can relate to that going like, you know, you're taking a shortcut. 
And there's nothing to say, I mean, if being financially solvent and just wanting to be okay the rest of your life, that's great. But a lot of these pro golfers come from pretty affluent families. That's how they become pro golfers. They got to be able to afford to go do the thing. I mean, it's hard to come from like the inner city to become a golf pro. Like it's not naturally easy to do that. No. So most of these people are coming from the country club lifestyle anyway, and their parents are well off or they're well off already. So the question is, what do you want to be as a golfer? Just somebody who makes a lot of money or somebody that wants to hold golf championships, win majors and do the hard stuff. And that's what Rory and Phil and Rory and, and Tiger have talked about. Like, you know, they want to win championships. They yep. want to be known on the same level as, you know, the guys who came before them live golf tour guys are looking at paychecks. I, I think you have to look at where the live golf guys are in their career. Most I mean, of them though, but, but Tiger's talking about the young, there are young guys who have taken, like I said, the number one amateur graduated college and took the life, took the live tour cash is not on the PGA tour. So there are some who are skipping right through and not taking the PGA tour route. I mean, there's guys that, took that route and went to the USFL instead of going to the NFL. And then they worked their way back. You can always come back, go get the money. Sometimes can you? that's the, well, can, can you, that's good. That's, that's the big question. I don't know. Can you, can that, I mean, back? with this, I don't know. You may know. I don't know, but I mean, you know, Herschel Walker was the best college football running back ever. Mm -hmm. He went to USFL. Everybody was like, what are you doing? I don't know. He took the money. So, you know, uh, a, a kid who didn't have any money, he took the money. Jim Kelly left Miami, went to the Houston Gamblers. Okay. I mean. And what happened to the USFL again? Well, it went away. <laughs> it's hard. It's, so, it's hard. I mean, you know, that money goes away quick if that don't well, get going. Right. It goes so, away quick. I mean, they have an infinite number of dollars to spend on this. So it's really going to be just how long they want to fund it. Right. And they may fund it just based upon principle and just say, because everyone says it's going to go away, they just keep on paying it. But the question is, who wants to keep playing it? I mean, look, 54 holes without Did a cut. Did you see the video of that plane? Yes. It's insane. I mean, that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. As far That's as what everyone plane. said. It was like, look at this plane. I mean, it had the yeah. full bar looked like a nightclub in Vegas. Right. And I was it's like, crazy. that's a plane? Flying to England at the moment. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, but they have an infinite number of dollars. Like this is the richest of the rich. Like if a human being can have it, these people have the money to go get it and they're going to give it to their golfers. And I mean, they feel like more like the Harlem Globetrotters to me than they do like an NBA franchise. Like it's just not real. Like it's just not yeah. competitive golf. It's just not, you know, these guys are part of the beauty of the game of golf is the fact that you don't make the cut. And part of the beauty of the golf is uh, of the PGA tour is that you have to drive to course to course. And you, I like trunk slams. I mean, it's better for the, if it's better for the caddies, you know, I, I, I get the point that caddies don't want to deal with the pissed off pro and not get a paycheck and miss the cut. And they're struggling. Caddies are making as you know, more money three, four times what they were making on the PGA tour. So it's better for them. Without the stress, without the stress. The, 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 I mean, but that's the thing. The stress is what makes you great. The stress is what makes you fight. The money pays the bills. I mean, that's if you get it all handed to you in life, how many times you went to, I went to high school and college. I'm sure you did too. People who are handed everything. Oh, I say that all the time. I adversity hits all them. All the and what, what happens the first time they have adversity that hits them? They panic and they pee in their pants. Yeah. They, they don't know what to do. They're like, yeah. uh, uh, uh. 
I was letting myself in at nine years old, living by myself. My mom was 18, going working two jobs. I was taking care of my brother at seven years old. I was nine. I I knew it was like when my mom didn't know if she could make the rent that month. Like I I knew how hard it was. I watched my, I grew up in an affluent white rich town and we lived in apartments. And I'm, I, I I look at back at at the time I thought we were dead broke. We weren't, we were fine compared to other people in the world, but compared to my friend, my friends, you know, my best friend in high school had his own floor. He lives in a house with seven bathrooms. Well, it's seven bathrooms. It was a five acre estate that they lived on. And we were left alone upstairs. He had his bedroom, his pool room, his study, all on his own floor. (laughs) It was in most insane house. Like a pool table? Yeah. Full pool table, full on TVs. Like he had his own pool hall in high school. Okay. You shoot (laughs) pool? You should be able to shoot pool. I did at the time. Yeah. But we would just go up there and, and get in trouble. Like we do also. Oh, you can probably do a lot of stuff up there. Yeah, and all sorts of know. trouble. It was awful. And then oh, we come boy. downstairs, you have, you have a visine, everything. You make sure you're okay. You walk by the parents, you know, you're spraying cologne on yourself and whatever. I and mean, all the bad stuff we got into in high school. But like, that's how I grew up. I grew up in a, I, mean, if I didn't live in my, I didn't live in a house that yeah, my so parents if, owned. If, if somebody comes to you and says, you can go plan this live tour and get guaranteed money. You might do it. Depending. Yes. But what do I want to do? What do I want to be? Like, if I need to pay bills, okay. These guys aren't looking to pay bills. What bill does Dustin Johnson have to pay? I mean, come on. He took the gigantic bag. Yes. I I don't know. You take the money. I mean, that's... Look, he said it, and so did Brooks Kepka. They want to play less golf, not more. Okay? They don't want to play... they, they, They don't want to play a lot of events. They have to because of sponsorship commitments and everything else. That's why all the sponsors left them, and they're like, we don't care. We, we just made $175 million. It doesn't matter to us what we do. Right. It's just, it's a different type of game. And it's, it feels a lot like the champions tour to me. It doesn't feel like the PGA tour. It doesn't feel like competitive golf. It just feels like guys who are getting paid to show up and hit a golf ball. It might be that way now. I mean, it, it is in its infancy and it came in with a big splash and, you know, getting guys to just leave what they know. And, I mean, I see both sides of it. I, I I don't fault the guys for taking the money, but with the taking the money, it comes with this. And I mean, OTG bets just had a great point. You know, he said, let's be honest. If you have a tour card, you should be getting paid a minimum yearly wage. He said the PGA is a scam. They wait, they make way more money than they put out in prize winnings. Well, that's why they changed. They've already changed that. So it's fair. I mean, that, they that, weren't changing it until the correct. live tour. You're right. And then, and that's maybe good for golf. And I'm not debating that point that, right. that they had to shake up the system because things weren't really working well. I, I understand right. that entirely of the fact that the old guard had to have their cage rattled. I'm not opposed to a disruption of anything, to be quite right. honest. I like it. It causes change, but it's going to make the PGA tour stronger and better, not make the live tour more attractive in my mind from an audience standpoint or a betting right. standpoint. Right. And that's, that's why I think the live tour is a short lived first. However long they want to fund it. I just think it's short lived. I don't think put it this way. I don't think Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson will see the end of their contract. How long they have to play. Right. Four or five Do years. I don't think see it. the betting aspect of it to bring it back full circle to what mm-hmm. we do here every day on Bostonia versus the book. Do you think betting on it will become, will catch on? Cause I don't No. Nope. Unless they get a major TV partner. Has to be. 
going to be tough. Yeah. If they get a major TV partner, hundred percent. But it's it's like betting on the European tour right now, or right. The, whatever they called they renamed it now. But um, the DP tour, right? They call it the DP something DP tour. What, but like it's like that. Like you could, there are books in America that take action on that, but nobody bets it because nobody watches no. it. So like the live tour, if there, cause no one's, I mean, the golf channels got it from time to time, but half the time it's overnight and it's not on, you know, normal times and people know the rhythm. Like they know what the U S open means. They know what the masters right. means. They know what the open championship is all about. I couldn't tell you the name of one tournament on the live tour. No idea what it is. And so to build that up and to make that into something really unique and special, I don't know how they do that. I, I, I don't know how they, that they, you can't recreate 150 years of history. Yeah. And that's it's tough. Again. It's, it's, it, it's, it's going to be tough. I, I firmly uh, am in agreement with you to watch it grow and get interested in betting wise. You have to be able to watch the product. You have to be able to watch it ideally on television. Streaming have, is great. All the well, also shit. ESPN too. Like you need your partner, your shoulder programming. You need your ESPN highlights. You need your Twitter account highlights. You need something spectacular to happen. You need a crazy right. ending. You need all the things that currently goes into today's sports world. I haven't seen that at all for live. I don't know who's won any tournament on that, uh, on that tour so far. I couldn't tell you. I just know that Pat Perez made $900,000 for shooting 80 on the final round. Right. Didn't Louis Ustase in or something win? I sure. Okay. I think he won. Maybe. I'm not sure. I have no, no idea. I have no clue who, I don't know the top five, top 10. I don't right. know what the betting odds are. I don't know how you handicap that as a bookmaker. You know, there's no cut. So like, what do you do with that? It's a shotgun start. So you're not playing the same holes at the same time. That's yeah. difficult. That's weird. You know, you're teeing off at different moments. Is it advantageous to come off the second tee versus the 10th tee? Like, how does it work? There's all sorts of weird, wonky, legit wonky things on the live tour that right. make betting on it hard because it's not the same thing. We have a rhythm of the of betting on golf because we've been used to it for 100 years. The boys uh, in the chat said it's easy to watch. You just stream it on YouTube. Great. You know? I agree. So. I, I, I would concur on that. Do you want to compare our, our, our numbers on Sports Grid TV to our YouTube numbers? <laughs> oh, that's a big difference. Okay. It's a huge difference. Yes. Yeah. Great. You can stream it, but being on television, being on television. Okay. Right. TV is TV and you're has not power. on TV. It still has power. Live on, sports has power. There's no question. If you're not on TV, you're not on TV. Okay. It's just not, it's just bottom line. It's we TV. Make out a t-shirt. If you're not on TV, you're not on TV. Yep. And it's, and you can tell me, you can tell me that streaming start. I stream, I have seven streaming services right now that I watch. What? I I have everything. Seven? I have I have every single streaming service you could have. Oh I have seven God. of them. God. I pay them all and I watch them all. They all have stuff on there that I want to watch. I am a consumer of entertainment. I love watching entertainment. I love watching shows. I binge watch like crazy. I I watch them all. Okay. I haven't watched this. Sleep, man. What the hell are you watching all the time? I haven't watched a single shot. Of the live tour. Wouldn't even know where to watch it. I, I, I'm guessing I can Google and YouTube and go watch it. I, I have no interest. Right. No interest in live tour at all. Is None. there a guy that would go, would that would make you actually go, okay? No. There's not, right? No. I mean, no, single not. dude. I, go. I don't care. I, I, I watch who's winning the green jacket. 
Who's winning the Open Championship? Right. Who's going to go and play the tournaments right. that I've watched and seen? Guys I've watched come up. I mean, like Will Zillatoris, two and a half years ago, no one knew who the hell the guy was. Who's Will Zillatoris? Now we know yeah. who Will Zillatoris is. It's just guys come onto the scene quickly. They fill the vacuum on the PGA Tour because we're watching the PGA Tour. We know what the PGA Tour is on a week-by-week basis. We know the courses. We know the rhythm. We know how it goes. Do you think people are watching golf as much as they were? I used I mean, to watch golf all the time. I don't really I still watch do. golf. Do you? Uh, I watch, yeah, I watch golf all the time. I love, I, I mean, I just, I love the sport. I love the game. I, I don't watch like the Hartford Open, but I, I, I am watching. What's wrong most with the Hartford Open? It's in Hartford. Oh, shit. <laughs> cancel all the sponsorship opportunities. Oh, Hartford. no. Have you ever been to Hartford? No, but I love those whaling. Single, fine. The single ugliest city in America. Oh, <gasps> What? There's not even a debate in this, Dave. There's not it's even that a bad. Hartford is the ugliest city in America. It worse all, than Cleveland? It's all concrete. Yes, worse than Cleveland. Cleveland's got some nice parts. I like I like parts of Cleveland. I'm just kidding. Hot I like water. Cleveland too. Yeah, I like Cleveland. Hartford's wow. horrible. Absolutely <laughs> the ugliest city in this country. And I've been in 40. Uh, been four, in a lot of places. I've been in 44 of the 50 states. And I, I feel very com- confident saying that Hartford is the ugliest city in America. And people who work in Bristol, Connecticut, who work at ESPN will concur that oh, the, the worst thing we about can ask living, Neil. Next yeah, time the, Neil's on, we'll ask him. Hey, Neil, how do you like Bristol? Oh. The, well, Bristol's bad because it's the middle of nowhere. It's farm country. No, right. one, thought that, no one thought that was going to be the mecca for sports. Uh-uh. But they all live in Hartford. That's where everybody lives. They live in I think it's West Hartford is the where the money is. But they all hate living in Hartford. It's the worst thing about working at ESPN. You have to live in Hartford. Jay Dow bets that don't ever go to Hartford. <laughs> I'd rather live in Worcester than Hartford. <laughs> Worcester's got more going on for it than Hartford does. Worcester. I just love when you say it. <laughs> Worcester. Let's talk baseball. Oh. Pete Alonzo will be in the home run derby. Two-time champ. Yeah. Do you bet the home run derby ever? He's the favorite. Um, no, but I had to book it. And everybody bets the same two guys. Like whoever the most popular guys are, right? They bet them. I've bet the three-point shootout for the NBA All-Star Game. That's been fun, actually. Okay. Um, and only because when you do the odds, and then you see like, hey, this guy really has a shot. Why is he nine to one and the favorites two to one? Right. I wouldn't bet the home run derby. Would you bet the home run derby? I have to. Oh boy. There literally is nothing else going on on that Monday. Correct. Literally Correct. nothing else going on on that Monday. Yeah. It's, um, it's absolutely brutal. Wow. Yeah. So I have literally no choice. I have to bet it. I don't want to bet it, but I have no choice. Are you going to bet on Alonzo? I don't know. I might. Do we know who the participants are? Soto's going to mean it, supposedly. Juan um, Soto? Yep. My man ain't been playing. Nope, but he's supposed to be in it. So, um, well, that seems like bullshit. Why? If he's coming back, if you ain't playing after the year, why can't he go and play after after the year's over? Uh, Come through. I mean, after after the first half's over. Uh, So it's Ronald Acuna. Okay, it is Albert Pujols. Oh wow, Um, Albert! One last time, baby, throw him in a home run derby. Juan Soto announced he's gonna. Be a part of it. Okay. Trey Mancini oh, of the Orioles. That guy. It's going to be in it. Um, 
So yeah, so it's Alonzo, Acuna, Pujols, Trey Mancini. I think because uh, oh, Kyle Schwarber just entered it today. Oh, he just, he just announced. So Schwarber's in it. Okay. Okay. Um, what's Dodger Stadium like to right field? Gonna think it's pretty far, right? Yeah, it's got a pretty far right field. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a pitcher's park. It's symmetrical though, right? I don't think there's any real advantage is, being a righty no, or a lefty. It's, just, right? it's symmetrical. No, it's just okay. it's a big big rounded um, fence. Well, that'll be entertaining. I mean, we got some boppers in there. Yeah, I think they'll bet Alonzo because he's won it before. That'll be Two he'll times. be the favorite. Um, be a big favorite. But Schwarber will be there. He's leading the National League in home runs right now, right? So he'll be there. Um, right. I like it. So I, pissed at that. I'm <laughs> so mad that he's, he's <laughs> another guy. The Red Sox should just locked down and kept. Oh, he wouldn't have been a, too much of a fan favorite oh, every day him. in Boston. Oh, right. Him. Oh, they loved him. He was, he so would have been a fan favorite forever. It would have been Schwarber shirts all over. They would have been Bad. calling his name wherever he played in the field. Of course, that would have been furious. Yeah, definitely another stupid deal on that. Uh, speaking of the Red Sox, Chris Sale back today. Books immediately put him as a minus one twenty favorite. Yeah, wrong. this is weird to me, right? <laughs> like this is odd. Like what is this? Chris Chris Sale's first start of the year, and he's a minus one twenty favorite on the road. You got to put this number you this is the price discovery part of the being being in the book or making numbers where am i getting the bet on tampa i need to know we'll give them plus money minus 125 in most books is plus 105 on the take back but they won yesterday doesn't matter that's i keep telling you about the baseball it doesn't matter what they did i get it but my point is is that tampa wasn't scoring and Tampa lit the Red Sox on fire yesterday. Lit them up. And so now you have Chris How did Sale we not have the over in that game yesterday? It was seven and a half. We talked about it on the show. Right. Was, I mean, I, that I, should have been low. one of the bets. I That's another one of those ones. Okay. Like we talked about. We way that I'm running. It's the way that I'm running. Everything I'm not betting oh. is hitting and everything I'm betting is missing. It's just the way that I'm going. Damn. I had two bets yesterday that should have cashed. That was the second one. Red Sox yeah. over seven and a half. It, right, the, the, the Rays did it themselves. They covered that seven and a half themselves. Uh, I'm in fear. I'm furious about this number because like if Chris sale was like plus one Oh five, I might think about it, but at minus one twenty, it's like, get out of here. I'm not touching this game. Chris sale was not good. His last start. He got pulled from the triple a start and broke the clubhouse. Our boy Darren's in the chat. He brought up a good point. Uh, Darren Sumner sales got to be on a pitch count today. Question mark. hundred percent. 80 pitches max for him today. So, I mean, just looking at the number, I think Tampa ends up the favorite by game time. Oh, okay. What's it now? Is it coming down? Yeah. It's uh, consensus right now. There's a, there's a few 115s. Mm-hmm. There's a minus 113. There's a minus 111 at the Westgate. So, <laughs> okay. So, All right. We had to know in the book which way, you know, where somebody was going to take it. Right. But this is the hard part about these. Damn games that are so close to pick them in the baseball. And then you bad guy comes in on Tampa plus 105. They drive it down and drive it down. And then you got to flip it and you got to make Tampa the favorite. And then they take plus money on the Red Sox and screw up your whole position. Uh-huh. They arbit on you. Yeah. They just work it like that. That's what 
that happens in the NFL, we'll see it because now we can talk about it on the show. Uh oh, did Dave freeze? Uh, we're one for one. I froze and Dave froze. So look, I wouldn't trust Chris Sale. Wait for Dave to come back, but I I wouldn't trust Chris Sale today as a Red Sox fan, just knowing that the arm is fine. So in case you don't realize what Chris Sale was out, Chris Sale was out with a rib cage problem. He wasn't out with an arm problem. The arm looks great. He's throwing 95, 96. He's throwing the heaters. He looks comfortable throwing the baseball. The problem is he has no command. He was walking batters like crazy with the Woo Sox. It's the Worcester Red Sox. So I'm extremely concerned about Chris Sale putting runners on and then Chris Sale getting tattooed by a, a raised team that is without Wander Franco and without some of their bigger bats and Kiermaier. But now they have an opportunity to, to feast on a guy who's trying to find himself at the major league level. So that number minus 120 does not make a lick of sense to me as to where I would put the Boston Red Sox today. They should be a dog. And if they close as a dog, there might be value in the Red Sox to go ahead and take them because Tampa Boston's going to ping pong back and forth with a zigzag theory on them with wins and losses against the race. But Chris sale today, this is more like a, what do you have for me type of start? In my opinion, this is just to let him, let him see what Chris sale can look like because he's pissed off. He wants to be at the big league level, but he was not good at triple a when he was rehabbing. He did not, the arm looked great, but the control is a problem. Hi. Hi. You're back. Yes. Good. Um, I was hearing what you were just saying there. This would be mm -hmm. one of those ones that Tampa probably will close as the favorite. We'll see this during the NFL season. Right. You guys stick with us and, you know, see the show. We used to say this all the time. They did this with the one and a half games or the minus two games. They bet the dog, 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 dog. It caused you to have to flip the, the favorite to the other side. And then they bet the dog on the other side. Big. Just, you know, yeah. They just take, okay. you know, as much plus money as they can. And four should have, you know, move it. It's it's crazy, but that's what this game is to me. You like right. Tampa today? I don't like either side. Chris Sale is too much of a wild card. If I had your, to bet it, I'd your like gut Tampa. Instinct? Tampa, okay. Tampa. My gut instinct tells me tell me to bet Tampa. That, that I, means unload on the Red Sox later. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Which I'm fine with it, by the way. And and I may actually bet Tampa for that very reason because the Sox <laughs> need a need a win desperately. So if I can put the put the hex on the Rays and get the Red Sox a W, that would be actually a really good thing for me to, to have that to have that. I happen. like Tampa today too. Okay. The have you seen this Strider kid for Atlanta? Yes. Spencer Strider. Yes. So Spencer Strider. His last Not to be confused with our own Spencer Limbach. No, this is Strider, and the mustache is tremendous on Spencer Strider. So this guy so far this year has 102 Ks. I mean, he's gone his last five games, 12-11-7-4-11. So his number is seven and a half. Certain books are going seven, seven and a half. Do we lose Dave again? Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get Dave back here in just to get Dave back in one second. Oh, I think what we're doing here. We're just going to go ahead and close one of those out and then come back in with a quick, quick little in and out. So Dave would be right back. So Spencer Strider going today for the Atlanta Braves up against the Mets. So his last five starts, he lost three to two to St. Louis, four to one. They won against the Reds, lost five, three and 11 to the Dodgers, 12, 10 against the Giants, eight to two win against the Washington Nationals. But he's been pretty good except for one start against the Giants. No earned runs in six innings, one earned run, six innings, no earned runs, six innings, six earned runs in three and two thirds, and then two earned runs in five and two thirds. 
you can shop around to try to find this K prop. But right now, if you go, I was looking at FanDuel for the show today, seven or more K's is minus 170. Eight or more K's is actually plus money on this at FanDuel for Strider. Again, 12 and 11 the last two times. There is a member of our Discord channel, Dave, who went to high school with this guy. And oh. he's been and he's been on this K-prop forever. Like heavy. He thinks this is like his favorite bet to come on is to take Strider over on his K-prop. How do you feel about him going over seven or eight Ks today? I like the strikeout prop over. I expect Strider to pitch into the seventh or eighth tonight. So he's four and two with a 2.60 ERA, 0.97 whip. And he's 23 years old, but he's come out and I mean, look, they need it. I mean, it's not like it's a must win for the Braves, but you know, this is a, this is a race before we get to the all-star break and see who's going to have this. The Mets took the lead yesterday. Now they're up three games to two after that win. And really Serger was great. They won four to one Braves. It's kind of been like a uh, Braves won game one Mets won game two in game three. Braves won game four. Mets won, of game, won game five, four to one. Only one game has been decided by one run. Every other game's been on the run line on the other side. So I thought about Braves run line today, but I didn't want to get too cocky on this and thought that was going to be a little aggressive because the Braves are pretty big favorites today. With Strider on the mound. Darren just posted over six and a half Ks. This is minus 185. Yep. Draft kicks. Seven Ooh. or more at FanDuel is minus 170. Damn number <laughs> i mean you can bet eight eights plus money at fanduel so it's not horrible seven and a half well no they don't for whatever reason fanduel wasn't doing that when i was looking at this morning it was five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve you could bet that number oh. or plus so like you bet six over was like minus 230 five over was like minus 500 and then seven was minus 170, eight was plus 110 or 120, nine was like plus 250, and so on, all the way up. So you can ladder it. FanDuel lets you ladder strike props now. Which strikeout props. Sorry, what, what, what did I say? Yeah, strikeout props. Sorry. Strike props, sure. Yeah, sorry, strikeout props. So that's, that's great. Yeah, that's very another thing that pissed me off about seeing that going, oh, nobody in Vegas does that because that's an interesting way. I mean, you could throw 20 bucks on the whole ladder and you could really do well for yourself if the guy goes up and just see how right. many Ks he winds up going with it. Still an echo? Yes. Talk, Dave. I, I still have one. Yes. Here. Yeah. Yes. It now sounds like a triple echo here. <laughs> I think you have a three echo now. Whatever Matt, whatever, whatever Matt was doing, I think we're, we're adding more. Okay, we're going to kick Dave out a little bit and then we'll go ahead and bring him back. But so like the, that's one of the interesting things with FanDuel and some of these books you guys have access to that we don't have in Vegas. And it's another example of what we talk about all the time is, you know, people look at Las Vegas as the gambling capital of America, but really the menus, because the automation that we can't do here in Vegas, what you guys have access to outside of Vegas is, is really interesting. And you have chances to do some pretty cool things. And that's, I mean, if you like Strider to keep this going where he's 11 and 12 strikeouts last two times out, if you like him to keep going today against the Mets in a game that his team absolutely, again, doesn't have to have, but it would be nice to get this W in this big pennant race, you know, you know, divisional race that we're into with the Mets. 
you know, maybe he comes out and strikes nine, strikes 10, strikes 11. You can ladder it together and go over all of them and get real big plus money numbers all the way up. Most likely he's going to get seven books telling you that he's going to start at seven. So it's seven or eight. And then he starts to you know, climb nine, 10, 11 and keep going. So he puts on an epic performance today and strikes out a ton of Mets. You know, chance to get involved and a chance to grab on in and potentially cash all the way up on the ladder. So I know you guys are in the discord channel. If you're not in there, it's betprep.com slash chat to get into the discord channel. A lot of guys in the, in the discord channel do this. They, they ladder strikeout props. They ladder really hit props and also to other, you know, RBI props and things you guys can look at from a book perspective. That's options. You have those options to do. We don't have those options. So we'll see what, what ends, ends up happening and how it goes. But I, I would very much think that that's a smart move to get in there. And if you have options, I'm not saying throw a ton of money on it, but if you like one number, you can hit the plus eight and get plus money and make one bet, or you can break it up and kind of see how many got, how many strikeouts the guy actually pulls down and how many, you know, how far into the plus money you can take it um, to get in. So, all right, Dave is coming back in here. Okay. Ooh, how about damn, now? We have no echo. Beautiful. We're back, baby. We Fix the echo. All right. Boy, so are you betting, you betting over seven on Strider? Um, yeah, I mean we could ladder this thing. Listen, he gets strikeouts like he gets two an inning sometimes. So we could get this thing, and he can only have to go five or six innings. So okay. I'm good with it. Um, I mean, the, what's what's the line on the game? The line on a game high is steep two twenty five. I couldn't. Oh, it's minus two hundred right now. Yeah. Two twenty five last night. Ten. Yep. Oh my goodness! See now it opened in some places. It says minus one fifty. So steam came possible? in quick. Yeah. Open well, I mean, I think minus one fifty seems like a fair number. Yeah, that's crazy. Minus two hundred. Yeah, I mean one fifty. I would. Th- I, I. I didn't. I never. Man, by the time I was looking at it, in, I didn't. I didn't see one fifty. I saw two twenty five, two ten, two fifteen. I was like, okay, this is. Wow. And then the run line looks attractive, but yes, even the run line's not that great. No, that's not. It's, you don't like laying juice with the run line. It's my small minus, right? Yep. Yeah. So, and given the way that I'm running with run lines, yeah, I got it last night, but uh-uh, I'm not going to, it could be a 4-3 win again. <laughs> and then I'm bent so, on but I'm you mad. You kind of cost averages thing, like you were saying, like the boys in the, in the Discord channel do. I mean, you could bet over six, seven, eight, all yep. three. And, and see what six, you would win. If he gets seven, yep. you know, um, OTG said, um, it's eight plus on the one wherever he's looking at it. So if he gets eight, eight is a win. That's not eight. Correct. Half. This is at FanDuel seven or more. Get to seven is oh. minus 170. What's eight or more? Plus money. Oh. Or, or was this morning. Right. With plus 110, I think it was. Okay. So, I mean, you could bet both. If he gets seven. You and then eight and then nine, then you can go. I mean, again, he's had double digits. Up, last, yeah. Three of the last five starts, he's had double digit Ks. So you gotta, it's like cost average in your money. I mean, like you got to see how many units you want to lay out. If you want to lay the juice now that you're laying the juice. Right. I mean, that becomes a significant play. This, yes. could, this could swing your whole day, positive or negative. If it, if it falls on the right number, if you smash it, you know, if you bet over six, seven or six, seven, eight, and he gets nine, you sweep the board, you get the plus money, you get, I mean, you, you actually make three units. Or if you bet a, a third of a unit on each. Mm-hmm. You know, and you still win the minus juice and 
lose the plus, then you don't really lose. You know, you kind of just win a little bit. Right. I like it's that. kind of a gamble, but that's a good thing. I mean, I, he's going to strike out six Mets tonight. No question. Now it's seven to eight to nine. How many right. more all over yeah. six does he go? I think seven's safe. You want to lay the minus 170 to seven or more, and you get a push out of it, or you get a win. Or I like the latter. I think it keeps you engaged the whole the whole time, the whole start. Well, that's if you want that, you do you get you have that option for sure. So I, I like that a lot. Uh, Rangers won on the run line, continuing their incredible record. They are yes. the second best team in Major League Baseball on the run line. They hung on like we talked about 10-8. They are plus 115 today. Mm. They're plus 110 yesterday, plus 115 today against the A's, who amazingly scored eight runs yesterday, which yes. they don't score eight runs. And lost. They scored and eight lost. runs like all week before yesterday. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> So how are we doing? We going back into the you, you like going back into the run line here? Uh, this is the Caprellian is the guy that the wise guys all like. They but they bet the A's. No, I booked it yesterday. I would book it again today if you were taking no. the Rangers run line. This would be one of those scary ones. They've already <laughs> bet the number. They're uh, six and zero oh on the run line. Six and two straight up. The yeah, Rangers I mean, are get when the A when the when the Rangers win. The Rangers are on the run line. On the run line, yeah. So the question they, is, does Glenn Otto have enough here? Otto's four and five with a 5.26. Why do they mm. like Caprillion? He's one and five with a 5.06 ERA. I don't know. I just the reverse run time. line was minus 200. Plus one and a half runs last night was minus 200 on Oakland. <laughs> mm. I would I would book it again, but I was wrong yesterday. I could be wrong again today. I just I would take the A's. Is it totals eight and a half? Yeah. You told me that the, the auto's ERA is 5.26. I don't want that guy on the run line. One one point five whip too. Ooh. Hello. Damn, that's a high whip. Bet the one game point, over. Caprillion's one point three nine. That's what everyone's saying. Yes, last night was about the game over, and, and the Rangers got it themselves. They got right. the ten. Yeah, so these games the um so far this year, nine, two, two, five. 13, 15, 11, 18. Last three games have been 15, 11, 18. Between these two teams? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yesterday you tried to make numbers and say that that total in the Giants game should have been eight or eight and a half. It should have been eight. Relax. Number was eight. perfect. Seven and a half was perfect. Fine. Should have been eight. Good number. This number, though, this yeah. should be nine. Okay. This should be nine. So, bet, bet the game over. Like the game over. All right. I don't yeah. mind that bet on the game over. Uh, Orioles have won eight consecutive games. They go on the road today at the Cubs. Dogs. Plus 110. Dogs. Or- Orioles are dogs to the Cubs today. What? How do we feel about? We like the Orioles. I don't have no Orioles stuff, but I will. I okay. wore the orange for the Giants, but I said I got to wear the City Connect hat. Because I like this lid and it's, it's taking great side, it's, it's a, orange. It's a sick hat. It's nice. I the Orioles, how are they a dog today? I don't know. I mean, because of the Orioles? I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the Orioles on the road in the National League team. I don't know. They're throwing Lyles, who's five and seven with a four point five zero. Uh this uh, is four point five. Samson two point nine one. Adrian Sampson, who Bet Prep likes a lot today. He is our strikeout prop of the day. Really? Yep. Man, what do you expect? Prep thing keeps picking the, the stuff against the Orioles. They had Suarez 
yeah. over the weekend yep. against the Orioles. How'd that work out? How many strikeouts Suarez get? Uh, I think zero. I think I, I still think we're waiting to see his first three and one. three and two thirds with zero case. He, he got rocked. And now you're going to 10 in a row though. He did start the game with 10 started in a row. Started the game. Great. And then he blew up like a 4th of July firework. You think, are you worried about the off day thing? You said that on Sunday when we, were I just think it's the rhythm of it. And then like you travel and now you're at Wrigley and yes, it does worry me. It keeps me off the game. How about that? Fair. It's Orioles or nothing. Mm-hmm. If you want to lay juice with the Cubs, Mm-mm. come on in the book, people. Hell no. Windows for you. Just make sure the cash is counted. <laughs> we'll give you a ticket. We'll give you a drink ticket too on the way out. Yeah, I, I and can't. You can bet the Cubs and lay lay juice. Not for me. <laughs> no. Orioles, Not against one in a row. Mm-mm. Yeah, plus one ten with the Orioles who have no who way. have played. Oh, look, they're playing above their heads at the moment. But the Orioles won. Uh, the first game at home, they had a two game set at home that got rained. Second game got rained out. They beat the Cubs nine to three in the first game, but totals Samson. nine. Who was it? Wasn't Samson? Uh, it was game one. It was back on the when was this game? Um, June seventh. This game was, and it was Baker. My guy Keegan Thompson got the loss. Oh, he gave up wow. seven. Seven wow. got tanked. Worst God. started of the season for Thompson. Yeah. Got three wow. earned, seven earned runs, one K, one walk. He got cracked. Wow. Yeah. Bad. Okay. They, they gave up two in the first, three in the second, two in the third, one in the fifth, one in the sixth. Orioles crushed them. Boys, just reminded everybody, smash the like button while you're watching the show. Oh, thank really you. Appreciate that. that. I forgot yes, to say that. that at the top. Uh, okay. So, you brought up, you're wearing the Giants gear. Web, Web today is going up against Dallas Keuchel. This is the WTF line of the day to me. Keuchel's horrible. Yeah. Absolute garbage. Uh-huh. He got married and his career tanked. Oh, don't blame it on the wife. What I'm not blaming on the wife. I'm blaming on the life. <laughs> 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 she's not to blame <laughs> that's what I'm that about. one Farrah. <laughs> I just like the WTF line of the day I think that just yes. became a thing that's it. <laughs> it's what it is it's, it's, it, it makes clip that right there what's the sir? WTF line of the day <laughs> it, it, it is it, it, explain Why, is this too me. high it just doesn't make any sense Dallas Keuchel is so bad he's 0-1 with a 7.16 ERA so a one five. you want whip. this line to be I, I mean, it's two twenty-five. Isn't that Total enough? Is eight. No. If if Cole is minus three thirty today, I Cole's mean, on the Yankees. Yeah, and the Giants are at home against the Diamondbacks. The Giants can't hit. The Giants won twelve won. straight games before yesterday against the Diamondbacks. They're twelve and one over the last thirteen games against the Diamondbacks, and now they're throwing Dallas Keuchel. The Giants have the worst record in baseball. In the last twenty days, yeah, 21, 21 at home. They're brutal. There's this is the perfect. This is the perfect remedy to throw Logan Webb. So the question is: Run line minus one hundred four. Run line. You're gonna punish yourself with the run line again, aren't you? This is the only way to bet this game. Run line is the only way to bet this game. But I don't know if I'm if I want to do first five run line, I'm, or, or if I if I want to do lay a hat lay a half a run or lay one and a half runs. I don't know what I want to do yet. Don't blame the wife. Blame the life. 
it's a shirt. It's hat. <laughs> something. That's that's an old timer right there. Well, all the boys. That's we all know good. this. Everyone's been married. You know what I'm talking about, okay? It's not the marriage. It's it's the life you're living after you're married. This dude can't get anybody out. Oh, oh man, oh man. Um, you know who you married too, right? By the way, no. MLB Network. Oh, I did not know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Forget her for I forget her name. I just know she works for the MLB Network. Works for Angel Network, MLB Network. Okay. Well, has an, she has an unbelievable shoe game. Really? Sneaker. Sneaker shoe game. Not like shoe, like sneaker shoe game. Okay. She has some unbelievable kicks. Um so obviously that ain't helping getting people out. <laughs> and now we put the Diamondbacks in the National League. <laughs> um, Giants are winning this game today. But the way right. you're running, you're going to lay the run line. They're going to win a one-run game. Do I lay the minus 225 on the money line? That It hurts. That one hurts right now. When you're doing it and you're stuck these units and you're on the streak you're on, and you go to lay. I would. I would never make this. I would never make this part of the podcast. If I do this, this is going to be per- personal and quiet. If I it's lay two point two ten right now, but it's minus. So here's the question, right? Five. It's some places that I. Do think- you get ballsy and say Giants money line parlay with somebody else? Take the Braves and the Giants. Oh, look at you! And put it together. I wouldn't recommend it on the parlay. I'm just saying for me personally, just to make back some of the money I lost the last couple of days, and do a money line parlay Giants Braves. Hmm. Could do because that. that would be. Let me see what Even that would money. be. Even money. Well, no. Would you? Would you got minus two ten? And what else? Well, let me just pull. I can do it. Vegas odds will be different, but I can pull up Fanduel. Just it's easier to do that. Mm. Uh, Braves and Giants money line parlay is plus one fourteen. Okay. So you get plus money on it. You get action on two games. Action on two games. That ain't bad. I like the Braves today, too. I think they bounce back and win today. Okay. I think the Giants with Webb is just what the doctor ordered for them. Um, But they just haven't. I mean, they're literally that whole lineup struggling. They stranded all them guys last night. You were watching them on your phone, getting aggravated, watching them just strand runner after runner after runner, grounding the double play it's with the disgusting. bases loaded. Excuse me. So, yeah, I... I I I think I'd rather put it with the Braves than than do the run line. Put it that mm. way. Uh, real quick before we do the circus sports schedule yep. of the day, this is I, I I've had I I normally normally have two soapbox topics, but I just have this is a second one because it's on the front page of ESPN.com. So Henry Ruggs is going to appear in a courtroom again today, and here Vegas. here in in Vegas for his trial, for unfortunate for his unbelievably horrific car crash in which he killed a 23 year old woman who was coming home with, with her dog from work at target on a street that you and I drive on all the time. Can't believe Everybody in Vegas. 115 down that street. His blood alcohol level was 0.161. His attorneys are making it known that they're going to try to throw that out because there was no probable cause to Give him a breathalyzer. 
There was no probable cause to believe that Ruggs was driving under the influence. He was driving. Folks, if you want to give an example, go to like your main street, like the uh, two lane highway in your house, in your city, whatever it is. And then imagine somebody going 115 miles per hour. It's a residential street. Yeah. A hundred and fifty. This ain't no freeway. This ain't no parkway. This ain't no. This is. I mean, the speed limit is forty-five, so it's not like it's right. not like a, a, a side street where you drive thirty-five, but it's a forty-five mile per hour speed zone. Right. He was going one fifteen. If they throw out, if this guy gets off, if he does not serve jail time for this, this would be. I mean, I know Vegas. We're all kind of weird and stuff with our court system. I get that this would be disgusting. One point six one, or sorry, point one six one. Point zero eight is the legal drinking drunk lim- limit, and he's point one six one. Double. So he's, he's double that. Right. Double the legal limit. Going one hundred and fifteen miles per hour, and he drives into the back of a woman coming home from work. Didn't know what hit her. Literally, it was like boom, car burst into flames. Isn't the first thing you think when you get there to the scene <laughs> of the a- accident is yeah. to test the guy? Right. What do you mean there's no probable cause? What the fuck do you think happened? <laughs> right? It's just like you un- show up and you go, oh my Sorry. God, put the fire out. We're saying this too low. He was going 156. Sorry, not 115. What? He was going 156 miles per hour. That's right. Okay. Just wanted to make sure I got that right. In a 45 mile per hour zone, he was going 156 miles per hour. Into the back of a woman. He hit the woman at 115 miles per hour because he hit the brakes. Oh. But he was going 156 and then oh. braked and hit her at 115. What? Man. Right? It's, we got kids in this town. We got people. Uh, As I told you, somebody passed me today or yesterday uh, going that fast on the highway at least. I was on 215. So when they, they passed me going like 156, 170. Right, speed. This guy was going 156 on a residential road on a side street. There's red lights. Correct. Yeah, this is like one of those like. There's red lights every quarter mile or a half mile. Yeah. I mean, this poor family was shattered. I I mean, what do you? How do you sit there in a courtroom? Like, how do you sit there in a courtroom and 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 even have them say, "Oh yeah, there's no probable cause to give him a breathalyzer." What would make it probable cause if you show up? As a person investigating this, and you see that picture that's right there on that screen, right there, right there, what do you do? Don't test them? You're going to get fired if you don't test them. It's one of the sickest stories that that it's ruined so many lives. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say, but I just had to bring that up because he's going into a courtroom today and his lawyers are trying to have him not have that be admissible into his case (laughs) that he was. I I never could like, you know, I was going to go to law school and I went to Curacao instead. And there's so many times when you just, you see this come up and you go, listen, I know they're paying the legal bills and all this stuff, but, but right. Do the right thing. Like at some point, like this is not how we're going to go after this. Like I'm going to try to do the best I can for you. You drove 156 miles an hour down Rainbow. Yep. And blasted a 23 year old kid with her dog in a car. You got to pay. You got to pay your dues. Like 
you got to pay your fare at some point. I don't know. Ooh, Sick. Tough one. Tough one. Yeah, it's a real sad, sad story that is not even close to being over yet, but nah, just I saw that today on the front page of ESPN.com, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me because here in Vegas, we're going to pay attention to that, and it's, you know, the Raiders coming here. A lot of people were concerned about these types of things. And it was like, I was like, yeah, come on. I mean, things happen. And then a buck 56 happens after he was at a, you know, a place on the strip. It's like, my goodness gracious. What are we, what are we doing? In Vegas, uh, you get, you get tested all the time. There's alcohol served 24 seven. Yep. You get pulled over for nothing and they test you sometimes. What do you mean? It's inadmissible. It don't make any sense. <laughs> Uh, so we'll watch it. I mean, I, I really hope that that's not what ends up going down. But when I saw that, right. I was like, oh, my. All right. Uh, for you folks on Sports Grid, thank you so much for being here tomorrow. We're back same time, same place with Sports Grid TV after the Pat McAfee show at 11 p.m. Pacific time for the Boston versus the book. For you guys on Twitter and YouTube, don't move. More to come with us here for BVB. All right, time for the Circus Sports schedule of the day being brought to you by Circus Sports, the Circus Sports Pro Football Survivor contest, six million last year. Back new rules, just as much money. Survivor 20 legs, pro football season. Players cannot pick the same team twice. That's why it's a survivor pool. Thousand other entries with six max per player. Entries can be made until the 10th of September at 2 p.m. We should have more on Dave and I potentially in August making some appearances. You must be physically in Vegas to register with the option of hiring a proxy who will be left standing to claim the $1 million prize. Could be you this year. We're at Circus Survivor. For full contest rules and details, log on to circusports.com. Team of the day, Notre Dame. Are you a hater? Sure, Are you a hater? Oh, I can't stand Notre Dame. Okay. (laughs) Just Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, you Midwestern guys. I give them credit like when they're good and stuff, but I was at them games in, in, in the early 90s. Yeah. Man, we beat them one time on the road. Penn State won on the road. I had not had more fun in my life than we did that weekend at Penn State. They went up to the stadium and tore down the goalpost. The team wasn't even there. And they took it to Jopa's house. Cut it up and took it to the house. Got in the stadium and people were crazy. Toilet paper rolls out the windows. Is that one of your things? I remember calling my dad and going, Does I don't Penn know State what do these that? people are doing. I don't know. Uh, they did it that day. No. We were big dogs in the game. That's an Auburn thing. We won, we, we won a lot of money. I mean, for us, it probably was 50 bucks, but it was right. a day. Oh, yeah. In college, it was, when you won a bet, you had pizza money. Of course. It was beautiful. You could get a case of beer instead of a six-pack. You were like, oh, oh were baby. We're oh, ready yeah. to go. Totals eight and a half. Over minus 140, under plus 120 at FanDuel for this. Okay. Let's see. Uh, let me pull up Circa's numbers real fast to see where Circa is on this. Because I guarantee they have this number up. Because it's Notre Dame. And everybody, <laughs> everyone books Notre Dame. Um, let's see. Notre Dame win totals at Circa is currently at, I love that it's alphabetized too. It's so much easier. Nine. Nine. Plus 115 on the over, minus 135 to the under. Fair. So that's where Circa is. FanDuel is at eight and a half, minus 140. Let's see if we can find nine wins for Notre Dame. <laughs> at Ohio State, out of the gate. 
no chance. More money has come in on Ohio State to win the national championship than any other team in all the books in America. <laughs> Irish going to upset the apple cart out of the gate? Are you nuts? Come on. So no? No way. What's the Ooh. number? I'm going to say seven. What's the date of the game? The 3rd of September. Oh, I don't have that here. Oh, no, that's up right now. That's uh, Hold on. It's got to be. That. Uh, let's see. That's got to be. It's week one, yeah. How big of a favorite are they? That's the question. I said I, I said Ohio State minus seven. Oh, no, 14 and a half. Oh, Oof. yeah. Come on. Oof. Big favorites. They're going to crush them. All right. Uh, home opener against Marshall. Win. Home at uh, versus Cal. Win. Cal stinks. At North Carolina. Irish on the road at Carolina. New quarterback. Good receivers, though. I'll say win. I would too, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good game. Could lose. Could lose. That's a scare. That's a scare game. Yes. Uh, They're taking on BYU in Vegas here at Allegiant. What the hell date of that? We should probably go to that game. What is October the date 8th. of that? Saturday, Saturday, October the 8th. Wow. Yeah, we should go to that game. Chris's got Notre Dame minus five on the games of the year. Okay. I'll say BYU wins that game. Okay. There's going to be a lot of Mormons here. Man, that place, it's going to be packed. There's a lot of Mormons are going to be here for that game. You remember the Catholics versus Convicts t-shirts? Of course. Should we do one for that? For that game, so and what? Uh, we could come up with a bunch of different. Names. You know the Mormons hate Catholics, though, right? <laughs> T-shirts so, would be popping. I don't know. You could do Mormons versus morons, I guess. Oh, something like that. Oh, wow. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't know. I, I, I Mormons are not wearing anything that says Catholic on it. Just FYI, <laughs> so that that shirt won't sell. To BYU fans, maybe Irish fans, but I don't think you want them being called Catholics versus the convicts. BYU being called convicts, BYU fans are going to take a lot of offense to be called convicts. Right. We'll have <laughs> to come up with the name for the Irish. Yeah, for something for something Catholics versus that. But you know, right. they're on that. So that's you have three wins or four? Three. I have four. Or sorry, so I have three. Sorry. Three and two. Home for Stanford. Win. UNLV is playing at Notre Dame this year. For Can you real? believe that? How the hell did they get that? Easy cupcake W. They needed a win. They need, Notre Dame needed a three. The line is right now on that. More. <laughs> lay it? <laughs> yes, lay it. 100% wow. lay it. Holy crap. Okay. I mean, I'd probably lay it now before it gets to be too obscene. It's going to close over 35. Irish are going to get, I mean, Irish are going to work them really? i mean this is a team that lost 51 to 20 last year to nevada on the road <laughs> they lost by 31 points to nevada right and they scored 20 in that game they gave up 51 and they scored 20 they're not scoring 20 points i think it's the irish no probably not all right i got More. five okay uh irish after they play unlv at syracuse Should win that game. They should win that game, but I say they lose. 
Ooh. I'll say they win. I got six. Home for Clemson. No shot. No shot. Really? Mm -mm. Interesting. Oh, wait. No. At Clemson or at Notre Dame? Home for Clemson. Home for Clemson. Notre Dame at home against Mm. Clemson. What's the date of that game? That game is on the 5th of November. Pick him. Chris has pick him. Like it? I'll stick with my gut. I'll go Clemson wins. Okay. Irish play against Navy in Baltimore, not on campus. Crush them. Yeah. Win. I would agree with that. Home for Boston College. Win. Tougher game than they think, though. Come on. BC? BC's got their quarterback back. They've BC's got some noise. I, I I may bet BC over win total this year. Really? Yeah. I like Interesting. I like their quarterback a lot. I like their system a lot. I think this is the year that they're lying in the weeds a little bit. <laughs> Final game at USC. Wow, that's gonna decide the win total for me. Yep. That's crazy. I'm at nine already, but you're at eight. Yeah. I think it lose. I think they lose the game. I would agree. USC. USC's yeah, I, coming in with some super hype. I think they lose to USC, Clemson, and Ohio State, and they win everything else. I got them losing an extra one in there to BYU. You, well, yeah, because you have them losing to BYU. I haven't beaten BYU here. Ooh. It's a good schedule. It's a good number. People bet Notre Dame over every single year. True. It was always fun for me in the book to root against that. One. I mean, minus one thirty-five on the under nine at Circa is interesting. I mean, because it ain't you, bad. I, mean, I like nine, and if they slip up at all, it gets one of the other. I mean, if they lose that BYU game, could be a tough year for them. I like Not the coach. Of, I mean, it, like, the, the the guy that they replaced Kelly with. Yep. Right. Seems like there's some real excitement, continuity, things working for them. Marcus Freeman. I had to look his name up. Yeah, I couldn't remember right now either. Hmm. Um, but first year head coaches coming in. Yeah. I mean, that, that I mean he's 36 years old. You know, first game out of the gate was Ohio State. <laughs> I mean, I can put a, a lot of doubt in kids' minds if you get beat by 50. Where's that game at? Is that neutral? Or is that no. at Ohio State? At Ohio State. Do you imagine if they win that game? It sets up everything. Shit. They'd be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that will really. They graduated so I many. I love Kyle Hamilton so much, and him going to Baltimore made it so easy to bet that overwind total for Baltimore. That kid can, is unbelievable. Replacing him on the back end for the Irish, uh, good luck. Right. That kid was so crucial to everything that they did defensively last year. It's going to be really interesting with that. Is Jack Cohen still the quarterback? I've. He is right. The Wisconsin know. kid. Got benched last year. Is he? I have no idea. Yeah, I, I think he's. I think he's still the starting quarterback for that team. Drew Pine is other. I think. Yeah, Drew Pine's on this team. Well, Drew Pine might wind up being the starter though. But Jack Cohn's on the team, I, I believe. I don't know if he graduated or not though. But I offensively, defensively, a lot of question marks for the Irish. So I could. I don't mind butting the under nine. What? I don't know. 
no, I'm laughing. You saying they got a lot of question marks. They have a lot of question marks every year. They do. No, sometimes they come in with a whole lot of hype. They come in all the time with way too much hype. I think they have question marks all the time. Nick Saban just said the, the mega conferences are likely here to stay. Really? How about that? Just appeared Genius. on a podcast that came out today. Mega conferences are probably here to stay. That sucks. I hate are. it. It sucks. That's horrible. That's bad for it's, it. For football, it doesn't matter. It's all about college basketball to me. For college basketball, it's gigantic. Yeah. Gigantic. Huge. Bad. Bad. Awful. They're probably going to take the NCAA tournament and make it into their own invitational and kick out the little guy. Keep all the money to themselves. Uh, it's an interesting discussion because part of what you could, the NCAA tournament, what it is, 100%. is the little guy. Barry Hinson with the quote of my life, we are the magic when he was the oh. coach of Missouri State. He's 100% right. You like the tournament? We are the magic, the valley, the small little guy. It's true. You know, Valpo, crazy wins, Layla Chicago, Baylor, or no, I'm sorry, Baylor, um, Bucknell. Butler, mm. these crazy teams, Gonzaga at the point. I mean, not anymore, but they were for a while. You take those away. That's the whole tournament. is an, It's a big invitational. It's boring. Don't blame the wife. Blame the life. That's, that's a better line. <laughs> Very into That's a better line. All right. Uh, let's go to props.com story of the day here. It's a strikeout prop. The Yankees here at Cole today. Our guy, Justin Bales, is going in here with over seven and a half Ks mm. for Garrett Cole at minus 115 against the Reds. Mm. Tell me why. All right. Struggle a bit this that's year. That's a good number. First and foremost, that's the first thing I thought was, don't tell me this number seven and a half, please. And yep, seven and a half. Damn good. 11.2 K to nine. 31% strikeout ratio, 14% swing straight, uh, uh, swing to striking rate, eight plus Ks in only eight of his 17 starts, but it's a good matchup because the Reds who are striking out the second highest amount in major league baseball, 30.2% over the last 14 days. The Reds also have a strikeout rate. That's fifth highest in the majors against right-handed pitching. Mm. Reds have been pretty bad against fastballs and four seamers and against sliders. Cole's got two of them, but he's got all five pitches to go ahead and get these K's mm. like it or not. I'm it's guessing you don't, number. but no, your... I, I think, I think it's a perfect number. Okay. I wouldn't bet this, but okay. if I would, I bet it over. Oh, I would. Okay. The Reds strike out too much for me. He's right. getting healthy tonight against them. He pads some numbers today. Not a bad, not bad team. I think he gets double digits tonight. Wow, he's he's in line for like this is going to be one of those Cole seven and two thirds dominant. Probably too earned because he's going to give up a bomb because it seems like he always gives up a bomb. They leave him in too long. He pitches into the eighth, whatever, but nine or 10 Ks for him tonight. Okay. Um, we've got the bet prep prop bet of the day. Mm. Cubs 
Adrian Sampson over three and a half Ks at minus 128. Wow. Four or more strikeouts in four of the five games he's pitched. Five, four, five, five, zero. He's gone five or more in three starts. He's not faced the Orioles, but the Orioles average more than nine Ks per game on the road this year. K rate of 26% against right-handed pitching over the last month. Only three teams are striking out more in this scenario than the Orioles. I feel about Samson going over three and a half Ks at minus 128. No, for me. I don't like it. He may get knocked out real quick. That's my worry with him. I don't, I mean, I just don't, I don't want this laying this juice and I, I gotta, I gotta go against the Orioles, which I'm not going to do with the pitcher. I don't want to, I just, I just don't think he's going to be around. That's my only worry is that the Orioles are still going to stay as hot as they are. And if they like Wrigley for whatever reason, they start bombing him. He may only get out of the second inning. Well, three and a, three and a half is saying he's going four innings, right? I so that's, I mean, we got to get to dangerous. the fifth. I don't like it. Yeah. Cole, I, like I trust the no. I like the I, I trust the Cole prop more. If I was going right. to bet, it. I don't like betting strikeout props. I, I yeah. really rarely do it. Like it's it's like the it's like Nerfy Yerfy. I bet them very infrequently. I bet right. K props very infrequently. Yeah, Has to be much. like an overwhelming feeling, like I did yesterday. I, I was in love with it, and the Phillies oh. <laughs> scored one run the whole damn game, and it happened to be in the first inning. Couldn't have been the second inning. Had to be in the first inning for them to score one run the whole damn game and lose my bet. So just yeah, that's where I currently am going with oh, this bleeping team. Uh, okay, better to book. It's going to be a quick one here for yep. us for that. Uh, Caesar Sportsbooks, the up to a $1,500 free bet to celebrate the start of Just the Picks. JTP15 is the promo code you can use to get up to a $1,500 free bet. It is the Astros. Minus 120. Everyone's smelling a skunk here, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm betting it. Astros are 11 and 2, 11 and 2 over the last 13 games. Astros are 11 and four against the angels over the last 15 games. They're 13 and two. The Astros are as favorites over the last 15 games. Angels are one and eight over the last nine. Oh, and six as a dog and six and 15 at home over the last 21 home games. Betting or booking Astros money line on the road today. Betting. We're going against the angels. We get what I think is the best team in the American league along with the Astros at minus 120. Maybe it is a skunk. Maybe it stinks. Maybe it's going to take us down, but I'm good with it at minus 120. So. It's Syndergaard at home. This is the only reason why this number is where it is. Syndergaard's numbers are, are, yeah. are ridiculous at home, but Garcia's numbers on the road are better than on the, at home. His splits, it's better to have him on the road than at home. Right. So that's why I just, I'm just not going to overthink this. I, if I, if I try to, you know, square the circle, I'm going to lose me more bets than I'm doing now. Right. So I just fired on this. I just 1.2 units and fired on it. And this was going to be it done. So you're bet you're betting this. Yes. If I do bet another game, I got to get your take on this because everyone's looking at this Mariners money line yep. against the Washington nationals is minus one Oh four. Yep. How is this number in existence given how bad Washington is and how hot the Mariners have been? Uh, Rodriguez is sitting today, I think. Right. Okay. Still. Um, I think it's going to go. Let me see. Click refresh. Yeah. It's already Mariners are going to be favored. You should bet the Mariners. I mean, they've won eight games in a row. Yes. This is ride the streak, right? 
We, we bet the streaks. We don't try to stop the streaks. Okay. Bet, uh, Flexen hasn't been great. There's days he's good. There's days he's bad. It's very, it's not like last year he was money. Um, it's, it's Mariners. That's it. So somebody asked me this question and I don't know if this is incredibly stupid or interesting, but since we were talking about a two leg money line parlay, mm-hmm. where would you be on a four leg Astros, uh, Giants, Astros, Braves, Mariners parlay? Giants, money line, Astros, Braves, Mariners. Oh, at that, uh, it's a plus 650 parlay. Oh, this is a perfect time to throw in one of those. <laughs> this is a perfect time to throw in one of those the way you're going. <laughs> this is a perfect time that I snap out of it in a, in a, in a, in a big way. Sweep the, sweep the board. Yeah. You remember when, uh, in Karate Kid, when he said sweep the leg? Yep. You need to sweep. I mean, it's only a quarter unit, so you can run it down with a quarter unit, and then I'm I'm only committed 1.5 units on the day, which is not horrible. And so I don't know. That might be the Hail Mary play on a on a Tuesday. A Tuesday, don't do a parlay parlay. You go with the <laughs> Friday roll call, don't do a parlay parlay. I like it. I actually, I, I mean, that's three and one. I don't know which one gets you if you don't get it. I'm going to say that the one that gets, if I had to pick which one gets me, I'm going to say it's the Diamondbacks beating the Giants. See, and I feel most strongly about that one. Okay. I like the Giants today with your boy. So the Mets beating the Braves? So you, yeah, you, um, yeah, the Mets is the, I mean, you got to, oh, Strider's going to be good. I don't think you got to worry about him. It's probably the Mariners, right? Against the Nationals? Yeah. That's First game of the year. They, 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 they've not played each other yet this year. Correct. Flexen, Flexen's five and eight with a four ERA. It's Josiah Gray. The number is where it is because Josiah Gray is seven and five with a 4.14 ERA. The team has lost four of five. They won and beat the Phillies three to two last time out, but they've lost four of five with him starting. Two, one, two, one, three, two, six, three. Parlay, parlay, don't look bad. <laughs> Four-teamer, so, don't look bad. Yeah, we might need to throw that on the Discord channel and say, fine, I'm taking <laughs> up for a quarter unit and let's just run it right and see what happens because they only have little plays and we might not add yeah. that. Hail Mary plus 650 parlay for you guys. All right, favorite thing about today is what? Um, well, I, was, I, I had something else. I'll save it for tomorrow. Favorite thing about today is that we went to dinner last night and had a tremendous time. JD and myself and you, um, just really good time hanging out. We've had two really good dinners uh, Mm. since Jules got here. Just the boys hanging out. Kendall, I know you're mad that you didn't get to go. We'll get to go have pizza. She she literally called me. Little Kinsig called me, FaceTimed me to find out where we were and was mad. She's still mad about it. She put it in the chat. Well, I got the mic, so. I'm sorry I didn't take you, but it was a boys' night out. I have the money. (laughs) (laughs) I get to talk now. uh, Yeah, that's my favorite thing about today, that I think we got at least one more meal left in us um, with the boys and the crew before they head back east. And, um, you know, we'll figure out a way to uh, 
share these other couple stories that we shared a little bit at dinner last night. And oh. we shared off the air. Unbelievable stuff, man. I mean, there's a lot of people going through a lot of shit right now. Yeah. Cherish that time together, you know, like we are uh, last night, Saturday night, you know, just just enjoy each other's company. That's that's my favorite thing about today. Amen to that. Uh, for me, I, I think what's one, you're right. The, 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 this week's been really fun. And, and Ed Lowe is here. He's at the pool right now. So he's at a he, he boy, Jules. He, he took great offense to me to us calling him soft. So yeah, he was all bad. He, he was all banged up about that yesterday on, on Twitter. He was he was very much uh, banging back and forth. But um, my favorite thing about today is just the 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 positive momentum that this community that we're building is projecting. I think people are starting to really get it, and it's really cool to see that what we're doing. And you and I have spent so much time talking about what we wanted to build with this show. And that it's now people are doing it not for us, but they're on the same page. Like they mm -hmm. get what we're trying to do. And so they're able to explain to new people who are coming in, who maybe are just discovering it or finding out about it and kind of like going like, this is what we do guys. Like, this is how we, so someone said, we had a really nice message on the discord channel this morning for somebody who, who just said that, you know, what you guys do, it's really positive and it's not just, you know, talking about the games all the time, but you're talking about everything and it's, it's very easy to consume and enjoy it. And, and this is the dead time and look what we're doing and, and look how we're growing. And, you know, the people who are gravitating towards the content that we're producing is really, is really fun. So that's my favorite thing about today is that there are new people discovering the show every day. And then they go and tell other, other people and say, Hey, I watch this every day. Like, Hey, check this out. Hey, you know, watch that clip or they, they share the video clips around and well, you going nailing a game for three, like last night was <laughs> good for the clicks, bad for the bankroll right. on, on that. So God, I guess I paid for the exposure. So I'll take it on the, on, on, on that. But I'm not wearing a hat until I have a winning day. Oh boy. One, so I have 1.2 units in play. I think that four leg parlay is going to have to be a reality. I think we're going to have to fire on it to see if I can pull a rabbit out of a hat. Keep ourselves. Pull a rabbit out of a hat tomorrow when we have dubs you. That might oh. be a bad move. Oh, oh again, okay. it's start wearing the hat. We'll see. Dubsy Wednesday is tomorrow. Full open championship breakdown. I'm going to let him make bets for me because I'm horrible at golf. So I'm going to tell him to go ahead and just make my bets. I'm going to say, Dubsy, you tell me what I'm betting for the open and away we go. Because the less I can bet baseball, the happier I'm going to be. So give me some time. I got UFC fights coming up on Saturday night. I can bet. I got US Open golf on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I can bet. Get me to the weekend for sure. And then we're on vacation. Remember, we're off next week, guys. So all-star break happens yes. for BVB as well. We will go dark for the week and then right back on the 25th, having a ton of time, uh, fun of time. He's Dave. I'm Matt. Talk to you tomorrow for the Bostonian versus the book.